there is, there is a huge, huge thing to discuss. What? Really? Is it me? I'm is huge. Is it Brody watching the wrong movie? It's me because I'm huge. It's my dick. Cinematographologically speaking, the boys are back in town, and we've got a special, special episode for you today. That's right, double feature, double entendre, uh, double matinee. We're reviewing two movies today. <laughs> um, because, well, so we watched this week Funny Games, Mikhail Hanukkah. 1997. Brody, the maverick that he is, wanted to push the envelope, so he watched a different movie. Funny Games US <laughs> 2007. In my defense, I gotta say, I was, you know, they a bunch of movies fell off the back of a truck, and I was searching through them, and they said, it said 1997 on it when I picked it up off the floor, and I didn't find out till after the movie was over. That it was actually the wrong version. I, I on the title, the one that I received it said ninety seven on it. No, I think I think what actually happened is Troy uh literally said to watch the two thousand seven version. <laughs> and then as soon as you said that you watched the two thousand seven version, started roasting you for not oh. watching. So let the record he, he reflect he went back and he he went Troy back and edited his Discord it. messages. Let the record Discord reflect is... that I said <laughs> yeah. just to be clear, in case there's any confusion we're watching 97. <laughs> and what yeah. I meant by that was, in case there's any confusion, was sort of a joke because how could there possibly be confusion? You know, imagine someone says to watch movie X and you find out where there's an original X <laughs> that's in Hamlet. the original language of the director and he remade it again later in a different language. Um, you know, you tell me what you would choose. So, anyway. Well, the second one's going to be better. Luckily, the second one is... The second draft. The second second one's better because he he got a second chance. Because it's campy in America. Campy in English in America. The second one one is definitely worse, but notably different in a couple ways. Um, And while we're talking about it, uh, it's worth mentioning that Hanukkah, to avoid pitfalls, there's only been a couple notable films that have been remade by the same director... Um, and he wanted to avoid some of the problems the other directors had. So when he came to the studio, the Hollywood studio, uh, he, the deal was that they would recreate the film shot for shot, line for line, essentially the same. So as to avoid the studio from, you know, trying to make changes to it. Um, so luckily the films are substantially similar, but the 2007 one is definitely worse. And if Brody doesn't absolutely love it, that is definitely why. Right. Um, so we could probably get to opening thoughts, where I'm going to drop my bombshell. Not quite. More like the first half of the bombshell. Opening thoughts. This movie <laughs> rocks. 
this is not, uh, you know, earth-shattering cinema. It's not, you know, it's not the holy cinema. But it is definitely very good, very interesting cinema. Uh, I find this film very persuasive. And the part of the first half of the bombshell is that I found the film so persuasive that I did not watch it again. I did not watch the movie this week. I started to watch it, and I really liked it the first time. And I've talked to you know John and whoever about it quite a bit, and I found it persuasive. Anyway, so I started to watch it the second time, and unlike ever before, I was feeling so tortured. I felt so bad about what I was doing, and I felt like I couldn't bear to watch it again. Like it got to the like beginning with the eggs, and I felt <laughs> like. I don't know. I, I legitimately felt like it was my fault and that like uh, <laughs> like that I should like actually do the base thing, do what Michael wants me to do and not watch Michael. the movie. Little Michael. So Mike. I ended up just Mike. skimming Michael I ended up skimming Ginky. through the movie, watching notable scenes so I can refresh on details. Um, and then I ended up watching uh, the two thousand seven version after finding out that's what Brody watched. Again there I watched more than the first time with the 97, but I did a, quite a bit of skimming. So anyway, I like this movie. And you watch, you watched the fifth element too. And I watched the last 30 minutes of the fifth element, which what a movie. Very cool. Uh, well, since the discord, yeah, sorry for weird. going out of order. I feel like I always go. First. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so I think I'll just go. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um <laughs> movie was pretty good. I thought that it was the most um this felt like the most philosophically focused of Hanukkah's films that we've seen. And so in that way, I liked it. Uh, not in the sense that it's like a magnum opus, right? But more in the sense that it's the most art, like well articulated or like matter of fact, to the point. Look, this is this is what my movie is about, you know, and this is what I have to say generally. Um, and f that was actually really enjoyable about it. Um, I thought that the you know, suspense and tension was extreme, even though you get to a point where you're like uh, kind of dissatisfied and bored with it, you know, all intentional in a way. Um, like it's it's so suspenseful that it's just draining and it kind of leaves you just tired of it or something like that. Um, oh my God. Sorry. Uh, yeah, overall, a good movie. More to say. We'll get to it later. Coming soon. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I did you watch while it again? I I agree. Yeah, I watched it again. Most of it. Um, I skipped the like 
15 minute take in the middle oh that's the best <laughs> the, that's like the best part of the movie i, I know it's too much wait, no, that might be or where i was like, really bored that might be what i was talking about when i got bored or something oh, wait, which what, part like which so part drained exactly? that i was bored it's, but going dude, yeah that, what, what part are you talking about specifically when the, the part after the kid gets shot and then they leave and then right. they're just like it's just that one take that's like 10 minutes long or something. Yeah, I was, I was super bored. I was super bored by that part, too. Oh, man. You guys weren't like... Oh, I man. Was the first time I watched that. I was so good. No, yeah. that, that's not when I was bored. I was bored before that. I was bored before the kid got shot, mm. I think. Uh, uh, for, okay. And it was like it was like a 10-minute chunk of boredom. But okay. overall, but not boredom. I, either way, um, I skipped that because that was a bit much. And then I, I kind of just got to the main... And I'm going to be honest, I was planning on watching it early this time, but I ended up watching it, starting it like an hour and a half before the podcast. So I had to cut out 15 <laughs> minutes somewhere out of the film. Um, oh my God. Dude, it was too much. For, I got like... It was too good for you. It was too good. Yeah. That's fine. It says you. You didn't even watch it. I watched that you, scene. <laughs> oh what you skipped to that scene? scene oh I'm no, sure it's no, just as emotionally impactful after watching that one you're, yeah. you're gonna cut right. something anyways out. anyways point being yeah the first time i watched this film in particular it was uh very good um yeah i find the the last like frame of the film to be like uh something that i mean i don't know has a certain effect that uh isn't in any other film i've seen like on me or whatever i know i find it very disturbing um yeah i don't know overall i i really like this movie and i agree with it being like hanukkah's most focused um philosophically like the the quote-unquote point being very clear and very sharp and then i think communicated and felt uh at least for me very effectively um i really didn't like this film emphasis on the i because clearly it's not a bad film by any means um but i'm a little bit tired of this uh hanukkah nonsense this hanukkah shenanigans about modernity and the viewer and entertainment and things like this and every time they broke the fourth wall i rolled my eyes um oh really oh. cringe brody i thought they did it well you know yeah. I, I get that impulse but okay go on sorry and yeah, i am just like i don't even really agree sorry let me let me roll let me take that back a little bit i'm not very interested in what it is that Hanukkah is trying to say. Um, I suppose I'll just leave it at that. I got to be careful with my words here, especially when you're being critical of something. You have to be pretty careful. Yeah, critical of something here. you haven't seen. Right. Yeah. Critical of something I haven't seen. Yeah, this needs yeah. to be so emphasized. Just kidding. That when Brody's talking, he's talking about Wait, a does it, movie. Does it, hold on a second. How, how, much, how, is this, how much is this a joke that it needs to be like, actually emphasize versus not a joke i i imagine I, yeah troy, never mind troy can speak because he's the it is in various ways pretty different especially when it comes to the protagonist nature of the of the woman which in the original is not strong 
and in the U.S. version is much stronger. Um, mm-hmm. I think in terms of just general quality and performance, the U.S. version is substantially not as good as the 97. And I would okay. point Stephen and John to just look at the last frame of the U.S. version compared to yeah, the last frame I, of the 97 version. I was going to talk about that. And there is a world yeah. of difference in quality, emotion, like just the whole, the vibe is like the 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 culpability and involvement in of the audience is a lot stronger in the 97 than in the U.S., in my opinion. Okay. But in fairness to me, it is more of the subject. Like, because I didn't feel like, wow, these performances aren't great or anything like this. I was, it's like, you know, the fourth wall breaks and the blood on the television. I was just like, oh, God. All right. Like, I get it. Like, thanks, Hanukkah. I think um, one quality which, like, is much more emotional, emotionally felt than, uh, and, and is like, differs entirely is, is the coldness idea um, in terms of how it looks. And I think that that plays the most significant role early on when you're becoming invested in them and that there's, when it's this warm German version, it feels way more evil. It feels way more intense, I would imagine, than just this cold, almost more typically Hanukkah-like uh, situation if you compare it to um, not, the Seventh Continent. Yeah. I'm just compa- here, compare Seventh Continent to the US version. That color scheme and the emotions that it evokes are kind of similar versus um, the uh, warmth. Or like, and it's radically different than the warmth you get in the German version. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah, huge, I mean, yeah, the huge difference there. It's way more glaciation looking, the US version. Which like I think yeah. brings to the atten- like brings attention to the glaciation stuff, because I would contend against Brody that like this film has very little to do with, not very little to do, but a lot less to do with the glaciation stuff than other things, and I think it's much more clear in the '97. Like, like I don't think this like ooh bourgeois modern, you know bourgeois modern family, you know something enters their life. I mean. Anyway, I'm agreeing with Steven. I think, yeah, I think that the point of the last, the difference between the last frames, I don't know, is pretty telling because um, the US one is so cold and detached and he's so unhuman looking. Like he doesn't look cruel. He looks, and I'm looking at it right now, he looks like. I don't know, he just looks empty. Whereas in the funny, the original version, 1997, he's got, he looks like he's got something up his sleeve. Like he looks, he looks like harder to figure out or something like that. Like he's not just, he's not just creepy in like some kind of more boring, empty way. And like, I imagine if that is reflective at all of like how the characters act throughout the film, because I didn't watch the US version, then that, I think that's huge is like the, the cruelty factor in the 1997 version is huge because of their playfulness or like very lighthearted unemptiness or something. Yeah. A word that was coming through the, like that I was feeling the whole, every, any time the two boys, is it, it's Todd and Tom or no Todd and 
for Batty. what are the two names? And Tubby. Tubby. He's well, no, Tubby his, in US Tubby's name. I'm, I'm just no, kidding. No, he's, he Tubby's name is what though? Uh, ex, ex, exposed. No, no, no they call him Tubby. Though? He calls him Tubby in the German one too. Uh, he calls him Fatty yeah, Tubby. He, he calls him all he kinds does. of things. But he also has a real name. What's Paul. his name? Paul and Paul. Maybe it is Tom was a name, but yeah, I think it's Paul and Tom. Paul and Tom, maybe. But anyways. Uh, the main, the the smarter, conniving one, you know, the lanky one, right? Yeah, Paul. Um, Paul. Th- first off, those two characters felt Shakespearean slash um, Peter, Peter and Paul. like mythical. Peter and Paul, they felt mythical. They felt Greek, and they also felt Shakespearean. I was almost thinking like a demon. Like you can imagine Shakespeare writing a character that has this sort of. And it also has to do with how they're dressed in this white and this like the short shorts because he has eczema or whatever. So it's so cruel and weird and like it just seems um, uh, like, uh, I don't know, silly, the cru- the silliness of the cruelty. And and all these fourth wall breaks, this whole movie felt like a play and it felt like, I don't know, it felt like a significant contribution to storytelling, actually. Um, and I... And I thought that the two characters there, uh, Paul and Peter, felt like imps and were funny and silly and cruel in the way that I've only ever seen in like literature. You know, I've rarely seen a character. And I think that the German, um, the German version, the the German, what's his name? Uh, Paul, the main one or whatever, the lanky one, his face and how he looks carries that character really far like it seems really difficult to imagine a different physiognomy for that type of person because it works so well so maybe that's also a problem with the american one i don't know i mean i think both of their faces are like yeah extremely yeah Yeah. like they just fit exactly everything that they're like embodying and saying and everything like it's hard to imagine them being anything but the character Mm -hmm. hopefully this isn't it doesn't seem like just shitting on Brody. It's mostly just an unfortunate thing. I actually did download the 97 version. On the file on my computer, it says 97 on it. 20 games. Did you just well, uh, admit wait, to committing what? a crime? No, no, I no. Said, you I, said he I downloaded said, it. I, no, I said that if a truck was coming. <laughs> oh, that's right. And a bunch of movies fell out. You just said download oh. and colloquially. Wait, but I don't right, understand. Locally. Can, can, yeah, well, I'm, I'm interested. So wait, so, so something... You so got the, the 97 version and it was actually the 07 version? Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Why, oh, that's, why that's didn't that's you watch Criterion? It was... Because it doesn't work on my computer. We've been oh, through this that's right, before. that's right. You have a, um... You have like a Raspberry Pi computer. That's right. I'm on a Chromebook. Yeah, I'm on a yeah. Chromebook. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this is just all to say it's very unfortunate. And I want to add, having seen both, the performance of the the Peter and Paul is so much worse. Um, like In the American? Yeah, in the American version. Like, uh, I mean, you almost just have to look at the actor who plays Paul to yeah. know that something's up. But Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah, the, the, the plot points, everything is the same, but I think that the, the general quality is low. And, and insofar as that, uh, it's interestingly different in some ways, but also um, all this is to really say, I guess, is like maybe you would have felt the film more had the performances been better. I think that's 
um, yeah, and reasonable. The cold, uh, the cold I think that's I think that's reasonable to say. Although the problems that I'm having with it is reflected in every Hanukkah film we've watched since Piano Teacher. I've like been sort of saying like the sort of same things every time I watch like a Hanukkah film. You know what I mean? Seventy one fragments. Yes, I said I said something similar. I'm surprised because I think Hanukkah there's like a very a fairly clear development from glaciation period to 71 fragments and 71 chronicles to then piano teacher and a more well piano teacher is the only one i didn't express any of these things um i'm just saying i don't think i don't see this thing that you're yeah i thought 71 fragments doesn't really have any of the same is they're not sub it's not subject to the same criticisms as you make of this well I think is code they, unknown. Code, code unknown, unknown. I'm talking yeah. about code unknown is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. 71 fragments is much more of the earlier type. Right, I was right. gonna. I was gonna say code unknown and seventh continent are the things that, like, I would say are mostly reflected and are gonna mirror, like my what I didn't like about it. Surprising. Wait, wait. Uh, Just to be clear, Coda known as where the deaf kids are doing their thing. Seventy-one fragments. Correct. Oh, yeah. I would have thought. I mean, seventy-one. You fragments, think that one? That one seems absolute. so unrelated. It seems so unrelated to uh, uh, Seventh Continent and this. Um, largely, but because there is a focus on modernity, then like that is the main problem that I have with it, and it's not necessarily a problem. It's just that I'm really tired of it and not captivated by this topic i don't think i i felt like sorry uh, i just don't even think that this i think this film stands out like almost on its own in hanukkah's filmography as distinct and unique like i don't i disagree i don't even i think is about something more broad than just modernity Okay, well, but you, no, no, no. Jump, jump into that. Uh, then. I don't think it's just more. You say more broad. Maybe it's more broad. Maybe it's more particular. What's well, more particular um, to something that is larger well, than just modernity? But I, I do think it's. I do think that to connect it to modernity is relatively fruitless and not what Hanukkah even intends, and not what yeah. I even see. Like I don't see modernity as being on uh, on display here at all. I mean, of course, when we talk about modernity, I mean, you're going to, you can connect that to basically any film that's made, you know, in modernity, right? Yeah, like, well, maybe modernity just but, falls short as a description. Like, it's about very specific things that may or may not be, uh, you know, uh, char- characteristic of modernity. Correct. But it's about yeah, particular I, and, things and not necessarily right, about no, the fact that we struggle. I with agree that. with that. And, like, you know, and things like, entertainment and things like this which is um echoed in like uh 71 fragments but like jump into your what is this movie about troy well i don't know okay well i'm sure it's about a lot of things and i'm sure it's okay. about you know things that you think it's about and it's about things that i think it's about but well, i hold, think hold on i don't want to yeah. make i don't want to make any like no, no, no. I don't want to say like I know what this is no, about no, no, yeah. obviously there's going to no. be tons of things that are lost i'm saying me. i'm saying i think it's about a lot of things and there's a subset that like support this uh, Hanukkah modernity entertainment, 
And there's things that maybe won't. I'm just saying, like, it's not like I think it that there's nothing about the film that supports your take. I'm just saying, okay, anyway, the, 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 the primary thing to me, I think, that what I find the most powerful is uh, the degree to which the medium is used in various ways to persuade one that... Uh, uh, maybe not persuade one of something in extreme particular, but at minimum to take seriously the distinction or lack thereof between fiction and reality. I think I, that's my primary interest yeah. and what my, what I find the most powerful is that uh, like it's so, it's so strongly felt it's, it 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 uses the medium in various ways and brings attention obviously to the audience in like the most direct way and i think like i like steven sort of said get the impulse to see fourth wall breaking is cringe just because like 99% of the time you see a fourth wall break it's cringe but i think um it's a bit different here but anyway yeah i think i think the thing about fiction as reality and taking a look at at at, at the distinction or lack thereof is like the most powerful thing about this film. Yeah, I think um, the play like nature, like the theater play like nature, like when they break the fourth wall, I'm saying Shakespearean because it feels like a chorus talking to you or something like that. Yeah. So it does not feel inappropriate. It feels very appropriate to me. Um, and uh, that's one reason I also don't think it's about modernity almost at all. Like this one in particular, other Hanukkah stuff, sure. But this one in particular seems much more about art in general and entertainment in general and uh, extending and like the differences between, you know, fiction and reality or whatever um, and how like what distance we want between them and ourselves and our lives. But the reason I say it's not modernity is it's like this this issue has been around forever. And if we take ourselves to think like we understand Hanukkah's view on art or something like that, uh, which I don't think we do because, and here's why I don't think we do, like it would mean that he would be saying that like uh, fantasy from the 1200s is fake reality and it's bad art or something like that. And, and it's like similar to uh, uh, Spielberg using music or something like that. Uh, like I don't think um, the comments he's making are nearly, are not they're not about the modern viewer. They are about a uh, more timeless subject that Troy just mentioned that is uh, fiction and reality and the distance between us or something like that and what we want or something. Not to commit first degree felony cringe, but I agree with this and uh, that's not the cringe part. But like the more I read, like <laughs> I have this Hanukkah book, right? And like the more of these essays I read and all the stuff, um, like I am more and more convinced that whatever Hanukkah thinks, which I don't think is like super relevant in general, right? Like you look at the film, but uh, like, I don't understand, like, I don't know what he thinks if that, like, it's more, I think it is more of a timeless nature. Like all the, the references and like clear discussion and like he makes explicit references to like um, various like philosophers and thinkers and stuff like this, a lot of like uh, post-World War II stuff, anyway. Is that the cringe part? I mean, no, I the, cringe part is, the cringe part is me saying 
I have this. You've I have it. this book. I read yeah. these essays, and I'm convinced that he is the philosopher filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, that's the cringe. I think. I think that uh, like when it comes to Tarkovsky, one. you know, I haven't. Re- I haven't watched many Tarkovsky movies, but you know, so I'll watch more in the future. But I've. I've so far never really been captivated by any of his writing. When when Criterion posts those blurbs, mm-hmm. those those blurbs really don't hit for me. Um, you know, we'll, you know, movies and Stalker didn't really hit for me too much. I'm definitely going to explore more, but Tarkovsky is the quintessential, like philosopher filmmaker, right? He's like the, like kind of an icon in that realm, right? Kind of. I think it's different in that like Tarkovsky is like super romantic. Um, hold on. Steven's house just blew up. Is he alive? No, we've lost Steven. Anyway, to oh, respond no, to Steven, Steven but died. not for Steven. Wait, hold on. His camera's on. His house is literally flooding. Oh I'm, my I'm god! Looking at water going through. Oh my god! Oh, there so goes fast. his dog. There goes his dog. He just went out the window in a torrent. In a torrent. Wait, is this Wait, the his end? Ceiling's collapsing. This is the end. I think Tarkovsky is much more of like romantic, and is sort of like making these like. Um, I don't know that he's like so much referred thought of as like a philosopher filmmaker as much as he's thought of like as a super contemplative and like like his thinking is more like i don't know like i feel like humanistic in orientation and like grand like kind of like a dostoevskian type thing whereas like makes sense because he's russian you know yeah but like i think he very much is like russian yeah like dostoevsky is thought of as like right like the philosopher the russian philosopher writer but it's not really but he but he's not like there's you a very, literally just made my point. Yes. You literally no, 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 just made my no, point. No, no, no. But, okay, yeah. but I think there's a huge difference between a philosopher like Socrates and a philosopher like Hegel, you know, or a philosopher like, you know, someone more, yeah. you know, uh, who's that guy? Who's that political guy everyone talks about? The linguist. Marx? Chomsky. Oh, Chomsky. Chomsky. You know what I mean? Like these are like, they have like totally different styles and scopes and like tendencies. Yeah. So I, anyway, I'm just saying I think of Hanukkah more, more of the modern technical type than of like a sort of classic, uh, you know, like a classic philosopher whose scope is enormous and is all like human centric. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. Especially but, in their, sorry. Uh, but there was a comment that Troy made. You made earlier on. You were talking about how he's the philosopher filmmaker or whatever mm-hmm. oh i was yeah i just my only point with anything i was saying was that tarkovsky's so far have not hit mm-hmm. um like emotionally they haven't hit for me uh and hanukkah has hit a couple times you know he's missed a few but he's definitely hit a couple too yeah for me um yeah i don't know i suppose that was the only comment i was making and likening the two comparing the two hanukkah fucking gets it dude he gets emotion. He gets film. I mean, it makes sense that he's like influenced by these post World War Two philosophers. If what you're saying is true, uh oh. Considering, uh, when? Huh? All right, never mind. Never mind. No, no, go on. Sorry, I'm being mean. Nope. I'm being nope. mean. Nope. Nope. You ruined it. What? That is it for go me. Go ahead. Go happened? ahead. Nope. Can't make. Please me. come on. Nope. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> What what about what about this film made you think the word modernity, Brody? 
Um, what made me think the word modernity uh, mostly is the use of television and the type of entertainment and also the way that the uh, two villains, I guess, in quotations, behaved where they're obsessed with politeness and image and orderliness and things like this. Um, which you can, I understand, could probably just be broadened into more of, say, I don't know, like society in general or something like this, rather than a modern society. Um, but it was primarily the use of television, I think, that struck me as the most modern. Because um, similar in 21 Fragments, 71 Fragments, where they, he was continuously using images of, or scenes of the news, and is sort of depicting, you know, I hate to make analysis because I'm always wrong, but something about like the jadedness and uh, how the violence and entertainment is all sort of lost on us, but there's like this uh unification of the two between what's actually going on and entertainment and in the sense where you know they were showing the race while they were all the horrific things were happening in the living room that was uh mirrored to me in a way that isn't exactly you know may like maybe this is the case for fiction and you know, the Shakespearean era, era or something like this, but it just doesn't seem the same to me. Not exactly. Yeah, in the American version, NASCAR is on, and in the European, or in the 97, it's F1. Wow. Which I think is notable, and I, I think it's unironically notable. F F1 better? Question mark? Well, it's just different. NASCAR is much more American, not just in popularity, but form. Like, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot more, like, there's a couple things like that where it's like, like the eggs in the 97, the eggs come out of the basket and are wrapped in newspaper. And in the U S the eggs go into a carton, uh, like she gives him a carton mm -hmm. and there's this kind of like, um, class in the European version. They don't put the eggs in the fridge, right? They, he should no, bring they them come out of the out, cupboard or no, something. They come out of the fridge, but there's like a class difference. There's a, there's a difference in like the way like a European class sense versus like the American, like we're in Europe class is more visible or at least to people, like people think about it a bit more. And like, like in the egg scene where in the egg scene in the 97, she, um, the woman is sort of like pestered by someone of a lower status. And like, she basically gets broken Whereas in the U.S. version, it's more like she is polite out of a sense, like an American sense of like, I don't know, America, whatever. Um, yeah, no, that makes the TV, sense. No, that, that, the does, TV... that does seem pretty, that does seem significant, really significant in the sense that, yeah, I would agree with that. The, uh, the, I think you're right about the TV insofar as like, I mean, there's a TV and the TV is modern. I think like there's probably, I think there's a more you know, timeless way to look at it, but I don't think it'd be wrong to see it as like a thing of modernity, although I'm surprised, like, I don't know, the TV, 
you only see it really once. I mean, you have the race going on, that intense scene. Well, like, and obviously it's super heavy-handed when you see this the TV and it's got blood all over it. Yeah, and, you know, at least in the American version, I think there was something about, like, you know, you heard the TV in the background. It says, oh, isn't this entertainment? Isn't this exciting? And it's referring to the race, but also, you know, they're saying mm-hmm. eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and who's yeah. going to fucking bite the bullet, you know? Wait, um, is that present in the German version? I don't recall anything like that. I don't think so. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't know be. what you're talking about. So it must be exclusive to the American, unless I'm yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah, and there's all sorts of things like that, uh, like going on the TV. Um, and then, like, you know, you see, like, when he's in the kitchen and they're killing everybody. And then so he's just in the kitchen just, like, making food mm-hmm. while the TV is on. And it's not just the television that is going on with, like, the race, which is obviously yeah. extremely deadly. Like, literal lives are at stake here, especially back then. Actually, I don't know when races got safe, but that's just my yeah. assumption. Um, and, like, people are actually dying. And so, you know, that's something that feels sort of modern to me, where someone is just in the kitchen cooking while they're in the back. is something that is ridiculously insane is going on, but is sort of lost on the modern person more so than maybe that seems to be a reflection on entertainment in a modern sense more so than entertainment in a larger fuller scope of all throughout time no you you imagine you imagine someone's watching a play in greece about a war and enjoying it or whatever like but knowing like full well you know like 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 they have this heyday of like art and things like that and glorification of things like that but like in the background there's like constant conquest and like slavery and thing like that in the whole area and everyone's vying for power i don't i don't know the whole idea that like people enjoy entertainment amidst a background of like human problem and suffering and like intensity and intense intense visceral experience that seems like like a like a more timeless issue of like when should one indulge in art is it fair to indulge in art given that there's these real human problems and reality is so insane mm-hmm. and, that, and i remember that subject coming up a lot in um a book i read um which was by nine chile by bolaño the short book where he questions whether it's fair to teach philosophy plato he's like a teacher's like, should I be teaching Plato when like our country's in the middle of a civil war? Because he's like, there's a civil war and he's teaching Plato and it's just absolutely worthless subject, you know, that he thinks like, and he feels really guilty about teaching it. And so I was thinking about that book um, relative to the movie. And I was thinking how both, I don't know, seem like pertinent to a modern person, of course. And the fact that it's a television, I don't know, the television is just our our tech now you know it's it's just the modern person's tech but is that the real subject at the core of it all or is this just the like um medium by which the subject gets explored nowadays versus before you know what i mean yeah i think yeah i think this is true i think the same sort of thing applies to like the idea of like it's lost on the viewer the nature of the violence like there's obviously a focus on violence and Uh Right, uh, something this, but I think that's also times. But I think this like needs to go in my mind further to like 
the disambiguation between fiction and reality. Is that even the right phrase? Okay. Disambiguation. Should I look? I don't know. Sounds cool. It sounds really good. Something about it. Anyway, like that the violence of this film is real. Like I think. Um. Like, I think this is the most persuasive thing in terms of trying to convince someone. I'm already convinced. All right. I'm on the film train. But, you know, a, a person who is like, you know, it's just a movie type of type of person, you know. Like the mm-hmm. like like where like the non-reality of it is assumed and fixed. Um, and I think this is like the most persuasive thing against that. I think uh, so. I have two points. One, I think sometimes it is just a movie, and that can be very entertaining. And so I don't agree with that being a bad thing in itself, that, full, that like, uh, idea. Uh, I want to say the, the way in which this violence is real is in the extreme discomfort you feel, right? And then the constant subversion of, like, tropes, right? Or, like, you know, they're not going to get away. They're not going to whatever, you know? Um, and the brutality of actually killing the kid... There's lots of real things insofar as they make you feel pretty detached and disgusted with what's going on, you know? But, you know, the the violence in, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is enjoyed thoroughly for totally different reasons, but it's, like, the same... You might call it, like, you know, the, um, the evil twin of it or, like, the twin of it, you know? Mm. The... Yeah. Um... That is just a movie. The violence in there is not real, I don't think. And that's that makes it like a fun playground. I don't see this, like in all, you're saying in all film, violence is real. I don't really understand what that claim is other than its emotions seem to like to be more congruous with what reality would be or something like that. And that's only sometimes. That's not in everything. Well, I would say it's in everything, but it's, I guess it's more, not about like a binary of real, not real, but uh, like levels of legitimate reality. So like, you know, you, you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like Avengers, right? And you're not like, you're not all torn up that like some skyscraper just got destroyed and oh my gosh, there must be thousands of families, you know, think of all the kids, you know, without their father, right. you know, whatever, right? And I think it's yeah. just because like it, it lacks like a sufficient level of reality or, or, or something like this, or yeah. that it, it's 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 too disconnected from like the the human experience something for it to be like it might even be like a relatable relatability thing and not a reality thing. But yeah, like, um, like looking at this film, say yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think I take your point, and I think it probably has to do with quality in some sense, or some type of gradation of reality but i think you're right that the essential thing is 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 the way it affects the viewer and like reveling in these extreme emotions of like terror pain and violence um i don't know i just think like it's hard i don't have it totally clear but i'll just say that I did not expect in any sense to have a hard time watching it the second time. Like I, I kind of got the ideas and the, the stuff, you know, the first time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. We talked about, you know, but I had no expectation that I would have such a hard time watching it again. Uh, and like only on my second viewing 
or when I had my second period, did I experience my extreme discomfort and like legitimate guilt? Like I felt like I was um, actually doing something wrong. Like it wasn't just, you know, playing a file, right? Like I felt like I was actually participating in some wrongdoing. That's why I find the the last frame so horrifying is because um because I've been made to feel complicit and it feels like um I don't know it's one of the only times where I've seen like the fourth wall broken where I really feel like it broke you know like I really feel like that guy is fucking looking at me through the screen you know and like yeah I don't know and and you feel I don't know there mm -hmm. yeah I mean it feels like he's somewhere like in between the the movie and, and like you in some kind of weird way but yeah, yeah sorry Steven you can respond to what Troy said I mean I agree that this movie made me feel emotions that were much more like accurate or plausible or something like that i don't really share the like shame in watching it again or like something like that um i would watch it again it would be kind of boring i think if i watched it again i don't think i'd feel ashamed though but uh yeah i i i still don't really get this point about all the violence you like this this bigger claim that was made about violence in film is real like it seems like sometimes it can be extremely well done and plausible and feel real in those ways, but it almost always isn't. And that's just like a difference of film. I don't, I don't, I don't get the, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to just argue for it a little bit more or not. Uh, for the more general. Claim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? I, you know, I, I think. I think you're right. I think it's just about like degree or or almost like when you see some like, you know, whatever little action film that's like, you know, it's just different. Right. And it doesn't have it doesn't carry with it this like incredible weight of violence the way, you know, it does in reality. Yeah. And yeah. but I think I think maybe something along the lines of like it's a projection. Like it's a projection of reality. And like film itself contains film or fiction whatever contains a possibility of like actually um not just like like becoming non-projection i guess or like if you imagine a projection right you're not look like like plato's cave or something like you're not looking at the thing itself right mm -hmm. like so like i think people think of film as predominantly this projection of like, right, we're going to, you know, a projection of reality, but has no material linkage to reality itself. And I think, in my mind, or in my experience, part of what this film is very persuasive is the fact that film is, film or fiction, whatever, I'm going to keep saying film, is capable of like, uh, creating legitimate reality. Like, does this make sense? uh i don't know i don't I'm, know because it seems it seems like we're still just watching like a stylized reality that whether it's more it might be more congruous with like 
uh, what we imagine to be our actual experience of violence or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the art itself is still like a, a stylized, you know, metaphysical account of, you know, its creator's psyche. It, we're not, we're still not getting the thing itself. And that's why we're interfacing but what would through the, art. Yeah, but what would the thing itself be? Because I'm obviously... It'd like, literally be violence. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm violence. obviously not literally saying that like... You know, these are real people. Well, we right? say reality. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't really know what yeah, you're saying. I'm saying something along the lines than, of like perceived yeah. reality or like lived, some like lived reality or some kind of like, um, like like the reality of characters, right? Like, like you you know you think of whatever the best character, the best fleshed out whatever, right? Like there is something legitimately real about this person, especially as it strikes the viewer. Like that's like the main relationship is like reality in the eyes of the viewer and the way that this like stimulus, this object, this thing, idea, whatever is like interacting with you. Um, And like obviously you'd never say like, no, 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 wait, this character is actually real, right? Like no, but... Well, I don't just mean materially real, but I I mean it doesn't even seem like... I, I just, I don't really get what we mean by the term real. What is it introduced that's useful here? I don't, I don't really get it. Define real. Define yeah. real. Like what? Okay, what, what is? Because it's obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously film and art uh-huh. can be you know it can make you experience emotions which feel intense. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I could just go on. You know, someone could have a great exorcist on uh, all the ways in which art mm-hmm. is good and makes you feel a certain way and how it is about life, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm with it and I agree and share those things, mm-hmm. but like, that doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean it's real. It just means that it's incredibly powerful and, and good. Like yeah. what, I, I what's suppose, the yeah, useful something, quality yeah, I suppose, of calling it real? I suppose. You know? yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. I know you're not saying, yeah. Okay. I suppose like it would be to say something like, and maybe this isn't in disagreement with what you're saying, but like as materially relevant like or maybe not materially like as relevant to you as any other physically real object is like a character is as relevant to you as it is any other actual person okay right like the way that that thing will interact with your life your mind your attitudes your whatever is 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 not any less privileged in its capabilities or degree to interface with you than uh, its uh, material counterpart. Okay, interface, obviously yeah. you're not going to yeah. like... I, you no, know. right. I, I, no, I liked where that was going, but I think the fundamental difference is like when you're talking about another person, another subject, like they're going to change over time. And it's not just your interpretation of them that will change, mm-hmm. but the subjectivity behind them will all, like shift over time as well. Whereas the film, of course, the you're going to watch it and you can change and have different interpretations as you watch the film multiple times. There is no uh, reciprocal change. The art itself is not going to change. What's being presented is the same and it's all on your end of interpretation. Whereas in rea- you know, reality, yeah. the other subject, the other person who's re- real is you know, changing on their own as well. And I think that like matters a lot um, for like... You know, the different because, you know, I'm tempted to say, uh, you know, you might be interacting with 
a person the same way you interact with art Mm -hmm. in the sense that you interact with only an image of a person and you only interact with images through art. Um, But these images are obviously powerful or whatever. That's one one side of me wants to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the other side of me says, no, there's a difference between the person in my life as an image because fundamentally there is something underneath it changing, you know, a subjectivity that though I never interact with directly, mm-hmm. I only get their facial cues, the language and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm interacting with only an image underneath that image is a subjectivity, you know? Yeah. But I think there's something like that. Yeah. I agree with that. It's obviously true. I think that there, I don't know, it kind of strikes me as like a sort of falling under the category of like, of course, material reality like has advantages or has like is is like materially different in a sense right like the film has problems too the film character is static and so far as you know they're not going like they're not literally alive and going to change and and respond to you etc um like maybe but i think that's a fair point in terms of like maybe character but like i could I, i might say like you know seeing seeing you know suppose all the groundwork has been done in terms of like this extremely high level well done fleshing out of characters and the environment etc right and you know you see uh you see a character harm another character that that is not substantially different from seeing it in real life it's not different from seeing it in real life in any relevant sense assuming you don't like know these people and then they fall into the category that you're talking about like the images you know things like this right which right which goes against some if it's things, done a yes. certain way. Yes. If it's done a certain way. Yeah, if it's done way. well. If it's done, well, Let's suppose, yeah, yeah, if it's, yeah, done, if it's done in a way well. such... Yeah. It's no, possible. It's, it's, wait, you need to stop. Just stop <laughs> saying well. Yeah, just yeah, stop yeah. saying stop well. Stop saying well. Just say, maybe just say, if it's done in a way such that it does this. You know, like, because... It is possible violence, to do this. Right. That's I'm the main point. It. That the limits of film, in terms yeah. of, and like, its relevance to your life and its reality, quotes... Yeah. Yeah is like the limit does not fall short of literal material reality yeah. with some exceptions obviously yeah 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 i agree with that but then we're still just <laughs> yeah, talking obviously about, but now we're just, <laughs> but it's, it seems like all we've said is that movies can emotionally affect you in an intimate way that is similar to how you know, interacting with someone in real well, life could. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think I think the f- further, I mean, I don't know if we want to still like keep hashing out exactly what we mean by this, but I think that the point that Hanukkah is making is um, that it being significant in, or as quote unquote as real or something like this, um, that the point being is that uh, it becomes like ethically like relevant what you put in a film and and uh like the way in which you show something and the way in which an audience watches it and their awareness blah 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 troy why yeah no yeah i I thought you were gonna no no i think that's totally right i had an exact power phrase and i thought you were saying exactly it and then you went to a different direction a little bit and so you're like actually wrong (laughs) well no yeah like in brief summary my take is that right, obviously the film is meant to make the viewer complicit and feel guilty, but not only it's not just making you feel guilty, you actually are guilty of something. Like, and this is what John is saying, like what is in film, what you watch, things like this, 
uh, are like ethically relevant. Like it's well, not. I'm ask a, It's not just I'm a movie. A, you know, you can't like you. you I'm gonna ask a brand. Wait, hold on, hold on. I just want to clear the okay. one more statement because what Stephen is saying is like all. All I. If it seems like all we're saying is that you know films can make you feel, um, feel very strongly, feels any things, and I think the point of this film is that it can make you. It will. You a film can make you feel guilty, and in my mind, persuade you that you literally are guilty of something. Like so it's not just a film making my, you feel a certain way. Like something. My real, question is: there's a real interaction. What are you guilty of? You are complicit in the violence that takes place in the film. I told John when I when I when I started watching the movie <laughs> and then ended up deciding like I can't do this. Like this is wrong. I was like, I saved a family of three today. What did you do? <laughs> I don't this, know. This, this, this does. This just makes. This does still just seem like it's making you feel guilty. Not not trans. Not transcending that and and making you actually guilty and complicit because, which and it's still a good. It's still laudable to 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 evoke that emotion so powerfully to make you feel guilty mm-hmm. and complicit. But I don't think it transcends that because. I, you know, I when I'm when I was playing this video game where like there were the, some wolves in the forest, and I was and I was with my brother and his girlfriend, not to dox them, but like <laughs> uh, there was this there was this wolf that like you had to you had to either like kill or like somehow run away from in order to get into this building. Okay, it was like a really generic video game, and I just walked up and shot the dog. I was like, you know, like I'm just trying to progress, you know, and I did that. Uh, my brother's girlfriend actually like screamed. She actually was like, ah! you know, like and like was super upset with the fact that I did that. Not like angry with me, but like it genuinely in her mind, she was complicit in the murder of a dog, you know, mm-hmm. and this is some, you know, mediocre video game or something like yeah. that, you know, really low, low quality, probably less yeah. than mediocre. And and yet, you know, she had this experience and I would say that her experience is as genuine and profound as, you know, some sort of complicit thing you might have from a well-made piece of art. The, the, that, that is, the measure of how um, real it is is simply like how affected you were or something like that. And I'm not saying the quality of the film is unimportant, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that the measure of how real it is is how affected you were, you know? And she might say a good quality film does this more likely or does it better or does it a certain type of way, something like that. But her experience was real in that sense, uh, which sounds like that's in line with your thinking, you know? Yeah, I don't love the example, but I get the point. And I think, no, I think it's right. Why not? No, no, no. I think it's right. Okay, okay. Uh, I think... I think the film does a substantially good job at not just making you feel guilty, but begging the question, are you legitimately guilty? And like, I don't know, I think it'll be an issue of like, I think it'll be an issue of gradation and depends on all these various things, right? I don't think I like watch, you know, obviously you don't like play the video game and, and actually suspect you're guilty of something. Uh, right, but she does. She literally, like, it hurts her that way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like an alarming thing, like, mm-hmm. If she ever played, I think mm. there was an occasion where she's playing it again and she did everything she could not to kill the dog, mm. you know? And like, where there's like, I do want to, and I know you want to respond, sorry. I do just want to say 
that I think the next stage of the conversation, which I don't really have much of an opinion on, but I think is ripe, is this actual guilty. So like the thing John brought up with the ethicality of film, I think that is a pretty uh, deep topic. Deep as in there's a lot we could fish out of that. I don't know. It That sounds like the real meat of the conversation um, and more of what a Hanukkah message might be or like a directorial message might be. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's um, why I brought it up because I saw it as being like the, we're trying to like weed out the exact why the film is quote unquote real or whatever significant when like the discussion being had with like the film, I mean, it kind of just assumes its own reality or something like that and then tries to make you like feel it. But then the what's significant or like what Hanukkah does that's different in this film is then discusses yeah discusses that the um what's wrong or right with uh the manipulation of those very real feelings or whatever that a audience member might be having right um i mean i i definitely think that that sounds like something that's going on i don't i don't have much of a take on it though the uh oh i i I'll wrap up myself, but the sorry. No, 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 that's fine. I think John's point is totally, totally right, but it's twofold, and I think one is much easier to see than the other. Like, I think my point is more of the ethical relevance of the viewer, uh, and I think the ethical relevance of the creator is a little easier to see. But um, yeah, no, the, I no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. The only thing about this example, Stephen, is that the, the the audience has choice in your example, which I think is like super relevant. Um, whereas the viewer Just, is I like mean, the I'm, viewer has choice to watch the movie. Yeah, that's what I was yeah the viewer has choice to watch the movie. That's right, but yeah, uh, possibly relevant. Um, well, I mean, that's mm-hmm. isn't that you said you're like oh I saved a family of four. Yeah, it's like your choice. Yeah, whatever. I did save a family of four. All right, no, I think that's right. Family of three. Um, it's not, there's not four of them. Family of three. And then I just but want to point pregnant. out super quickly. Infinite families. Two families, maybe three. <laughs> Never mind, I won't. Uh, someone go on. You're, you're, no, but you were saying the twofold, and I think the distinction was good. You're right. The distinction between the, ethical, the ethics from the director's side, the creator's side, and then the ethics on the viewer's side, because it's a different set of problems mm-hmm. or a different set of ethical considerations. The director side seems like the much more traditional approach or like much more traditional argument like and the one that's been had many times like should I be making this you know should this ever enter the public sphere should this be made why am I making this you know that's a classic art like classic only this what I mean like an old long-standing argument yeah the other argument about the the viewership the voyeur right that one I don't have much of a take on but it sounds like you might have an idea of what Hanukkah means to say, or not just what Hanukkah means to say, but like, do you have any takes on that? I don't know. The viewer. Well, I think this is, I mean, even though we mention it every time we talk about Hanukkah, uh, what Hanukkah, and that we shouldn't talk about it, is the Hanukkah, um, I mean, the reason why he made a second version of the film is because he wanted audiences in the U.S. to see it, and uh, his kind of expressed point for doing so is something like making a um, U.S. audience like aware of what they're watching um, and hyper aware of what they're watching so that they're 
not just able to watch violence on the screen and to remain separated from it, that they have to become emotionally involved in it and to make a film that does this, that like forces them to, to be involved and, and aware of their viewership as opposed to it just kind of happening and, and they keep like some kind of cold distance from it or something. Um, so I have a, sorry, are you done? Are you done? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm done. But yeah, I mean, the ba- the basic thing, I think that, I mean, it goes back to, we talked about this more in Piano Teacher and um, yeah, uh, about like raping the, the audience raping, into right? autonomy. Yeah. And that yeah. this is like the the ultimate version of that, where it's like it's like yeah. the most meta, most clear, most like focused version of him trying to rape mm-hmm. the audience into autonomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, that's just a that's one part. That's a phrase that he literally says, right? But not just about piano teacher, but like as a as 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 one hallmark of his general mission. Yeah. So Troy brought up the Avengers, and about how like they'll burst through a skyscraper and it'll come tumbling down. So what is either everyone's opinion slash if you could manage what you would think that Hanukkah's opinion is with like, you know, Jackie Chan goes and he kills like 10 bad guys on a single rope string or swing or something like this. What is the problem with that from, I mean, I I don't think it's both the viewer's perspective, both from the viewers and the director, like are are they not, is it a problem that they're not computing that each of these bad guys has a family and, or should the director be focusing more on the reality of each of these bad guys' lives or something I don't, like I this? I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, like, um, as far as, like, Hanukkah's take on, like, big action flicks or something where, like, lots of people are dying at a time, I mean, he probably has other views, but as related to this particular topic of, like, um like the audience being aware of it or something aware of like the level of violence i think it's very relevant what steven was saying earlier uh the like how well the characters are developed how serious the work takes itself um might be a good way of saying it because um this is like what like the thriller genre like functions on is like your as an audience member your enjoyment comes from the stakes of violence and as an audience as an audience member you're not going to believe that unless you like that's not going to be entertaining for you unless you have a stake in um what's going on like a character something that's going to happen versus like in like an avengers film like you do have a stake in like the world being saved but it's not the same thing as like in the i, I don't think it's the same thing it's not the same kind of intimate human investment and understanding of the of the potential for violence that you have when watching another thriller or watching this film um yeah and that's and that's like what the gradation the scale that that troy was kind of talking about that somewhere there's something about the intimacy and and the audience's awareness of the potential for violence and what that violence is and what it means to them or something like that yeah, and I think a part, I think, like, I think, uh, like, it's more clear, like, look at it from, like, a filmmaker's perspective and say, right, because the, the people in the building in Avengers or whatever have no impact on the audience and they're not meant to, right? They, like, basically don't even exist in the film, right? It never registers. 
And I don't think that's the problem. I think like uh, an example that Hanukkah has talked about is like Schindler's List where you have the shower scene, full disclosure, I haven't seen this movie. We have the shower scene. Neither have I. Where, right, the humanity of these people is attempted to be fleshed out and the seriousness is attempted to be fleshed out, right? Like there's a, there's a solid attempt to really make this intimate and relevant to the audience. And all of this is used to create a moment of suspense when they go into the shower and the people inside don't know if they're actually going to get a shower or if they're getting gassed. And so there's this moment of suspense and excitement and, oh no, what's going to happen, you know? And then it's, uh, whatever, it's a, it's a real shower in the movie. But I think it's about, like, not just what technically takes place in the film. Like, say, Avengers, well, technically, you know, thousands of people just died and, like, we didn't even actually didn't happen. But about, like, what is intentionally being used on the viewer to, yeah. and to, to create what, right? Like, so, are we trying to get closer to the real nature of this, uh, you know, uh, concentration camp inhabitant? Or is all of this just to create this well, moment of excitement? Yeah. Are they going to get gassed? And I know Hanukkah, I don't know the exact language he used, but he basically said, like, this is gross. Like, this is, this is gross, this is wrong, this you, is, like, cheap. Using the... Right, using... The Holocaust. The Holocaust. Yeah, basically using the Holocaust our, as a plot device to create excitement and suspense. Yeah, I mean, if I can use another example, just really like quick. cheap thrills. Well, I want to... This, this is another example, just because I feel like it's less loaded in, um, in a lot of ways. So I recently went and saw A Quiet Place 2, uh, which I didn't mm -hmm. think was very good, but the whole thing is intense uh, suspense thriller. And there's a moment in the film where there's like a big monster outside and they're stuck in this thing that has no oxygen, but they have an oxygen tank and it's just this little kid and a baby. And the movie leverages the safety, the possibility of the baby suffocating um, in order to create suspense and the characters all suck. Like the characters are not very interesting. They're not really well flushed out. They're pretty flat and dry. Um, and it's all very, all the like, like, uh, family bonding things that like are supposed to get you invested are very cheap. And then it gives you like this super high potential for violence using, like a a crying baby who's like gonna lose oxygen you know and this like kid is like taking the oxygen away from the baby to like give it to himself and then like kind of giving some to the baby and like i don't know i think that so it's not so much i mean it's not so much whether it's like oh we're going to use the holocaust to create suspense it's more that we're going to uh use the potential for violence in a way that is only meant to get you invested in the film and has no other consequences besides that which in funny games that is all the violence all the violence has nothing there is no plot that is moving forwards that isn't propelled by just you care that the family's gonna die or they're gonna get hurt or they're gonna get stabbed or blah 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 like it, it, it has nothing to do with there's no like moral there's no moral consequence or or trajectory um it's just a device made to get make it more intense for the viewer yeah i i mean everything you know you've said 
seems accurate. Hanukkah's take seems accurate, except for the... I don't really get the... Where's the guilt in that? What what makes that bad? Where's the ethics of that? Now, clearly, it's it might strike one as not... You know, might be in poor taste, I guess. But what's the ethical consideration, right? That's what I'm interested in. Um, but I agree with the analysis as to why a thriller is different, like the investment in the characters uh, playing with you, um, and then the the, uh, the harnessing of suspense, harnessing of the Holocaust, and and the suspense to you know to generate excitement. You know, those are certainly going on. But why are they ethically relevant? What's wrong with that? It's like a violent video game. What's wrong with a violent video game? I don't know if the violent video game... I wouldn't sign up. I'm thinking about this question, but I, I, I disagree with that, the analogy. Um, well, even, like, you could I mean, even just possible. answer it maybe in that, like, what is wrong with schindler's list except that maybe it's in poor taste or maybe it's even just cheap and maybe just kind of you know bad art maybe like, you can call yeah, it like easy but an easy but what is the ethical that that was yeah that was gonna be my yeah i think that's a good that's a good follow-up question yeah no i think this is the question i think like at a low bar obviously poor taste right this is poor taste this is like shameful this is whatever 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 right but to elevate it to like ethical wrongdoing um in my mind and it seems like so far <sighs> i'm a little on my own here which i think is fair because i get root anyway uh i think it has to do with like uh like the reality of the situation like it's not just harnessing people right just talk about violence right it's not just about well, violence is cheap and easy, and we can compensate for having a bad film by incorporating violence and using it as a lever to, you know, get the audience to care, right? It just works, right? I mean, like, this film is evidence of that. I think that's, like, a super important point John made was, like, this film is, like, literally pointless, and the only reason you are invested or you care or you're, in, you know, anything, it's all just about you know, yeah, but, playing yeah, the violence puppet dance, right? Yeah, but I got pretty bored. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was not bored when I watched it. Um, uh, yeah, I was really entertained for like the first hour. Then there was a chunk of time where it was pretty boring. But then it became enjoyable again. Like, and I mean, mm -hmm. this really enjoyable. You know, just saying, um, I think you're not just doing that with like this hollow thing, like the empty word of violence. Like you actually create violence you 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 i guess uh, do violence to the viewer you your your the the interaction is not a vacuum like there is a real uh interaction going on between the film slash creator and the audience and like the thing created in the content uh has some sufficient level of quote-unquote reality like we were talking about before such that it's not hollow like there's something like you're actually creating yeah. a a real a violence in a real sense and uh, i think it's about doing violence to the viewer in, in in some way like in order to get them to you know respond 
Yeah, I mean, not, I, I don't know. I, like, the, the way you're going with that, like, sounds... I mean, I think there is some kind of <laughs> critique to be made, which I don't think... I think the, the point is probably deeper than this, but um, something about, like, manipulating the viewer, creating suspense, like, for like uh like monetary purposes things like this like get viewers in the seats but i think that that's kind of shallow but that just occurred to me i'm not saying that's what you're saying um i think that the like i may not be able to define exactly what the um what it is that makes it um ethically wrong or right um but what i can point out is something like um what is the difference between um, like a film that we all agree is uh, good art and great and positive, uh, like Wings of Desire, and something like A Quiet Place Two, or just some other like cheap thriller that's made to uh, that's very manipulative and blah blah blah. Like I don't know if the ethical claim is something like the. Um, the wasting of time or the i don't know that I, I think i think that like maybe maybe the claim maybe the claim that hanukkah is trying to make is something about the 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 film the type of film that one should make and one should watch and it's like found in this gap or something between the two uh does that seem fair or accurate or I, like i think it's a good point but i don't think it really addresses the question of like legitimate ethics yeah. Like I think it's still like this is what's in good taste, this is what's in bad taste, and this is what you should and shouldn't make. But I don't know if it really answers the question of like what actually see, has gone like ha what what wrongdoing see, has occurred. I'm imagining the the yeah. ethical so like on the part of the director, right? The more obvious case, the creator. If they're making art that you know glorifies violence in an in an unrealistic way uses violence in a ridiculous way that is just meant for suspense i imagine the ethics come in from the creator's side um uh you know in the obvious case that we are we are manipulating people's sense of the world uh and what violence is and so we are removing them from reality by doing this and in doing so there's going to be some rippling consequences of their um, voyeurism, their fetishization of certain things, their interests in certain things, they're, they're going to be more complicit, you know, as like commodity tools for, you know, like they're going to be like easier revenue things, uh, 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 like as if they're like revenue bots for the future of like violent cinema, like it's going to perpetuate itself. And we're going to lose some sense of like beauty in the world because people have been changed over the course of years through social engineering basically unintentional but you know just cinema influencing people right mm. um and that this prospect is a bad one a bad future to look for like to look forward to and that to me is the creator end uh that seems relevant and probably something i'd subscribe to maybe not but on the ingester side the viewer's side uh Firstly, you can't know that well what a movie is going to be before you go in. I mean, like you might, you might understand that it's a Spielberg and therefore will be a certain way. But there's clearly 
differences. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the violence in Jurassic Park. You know, like that movie's clearly different than Schindler's List or whatever. Yeah. Those are both by Spielberg, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So like there's clearly and obviously there's Holocaust movies which are fine in terms of great art, right? So like like I don't know how the viewer can be expected to uh or at least the average viewer can be expected um such that their consideration is an ethical one um for like what violent movies they subject themselves to violent forms of art because they're because they're imagining a future isn't, in which isn't, you know should they have to care about these rippling consequences isn't troy evil for recommending this movie to us if he is then <laughs> making me making me watch the death of a family not just watch create um, right no, I think Stephen. Oh, that's like half a joke and like half. Yeah, like no, half yeah, a no, no, no. I think it's a good point. I think it's a legitimate point. Well, and, my, and the point is not just point. Troy. It's it's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. It's not just Troy. It's like is Hanukkah yeah. evil for making this film? You, you know, yeah. But, and you could you could whatever. say that well, Hanukkah is trying to show you or something yeah. like this. Like this is because this is more of a commentary on his persp- on his part. Yeah, so, so it's Troy. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think no. I think that's right. And I, but I think, but either way, the, the criticism stands. But go on. I think your point is right, and I think in particular, the creator side of thing is nothing new. But right. this film is talking about, and what it's trying to, you know, make new is the audience and uh, their right. complicity and things like this. And I think it's not bad to like bring autonomy, right? Like the film literally urges you to stop watching, right? It's like it's trying to bring you. Yeah, but that. It, hold on, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's kind of evil in itself. Hold on, I'm just you saying. Know, you can't yeah, tell someone. I'm just not saying. To. Yeah, okay. I think the film, what it's trying to bring into the equation, where you know the director side is already kind of old news in a sense, is uh, like uh, the audience and their autonomy and uh, like. You, you know, you don't have to keep watching, I guess, might be part of the idea. I don't think that's like a super clear thing. And I'll also say real quick that I don't have a great justification for the sense. And like, it totally is for me at base. Like, I feel, I think I had a, a, a unique and real sense of uh, guilt and complicity. And like, I'm not, I don't have a great justification for it. And I think it's more, I'm, and I suspect it's more than just the film made me feel guilty. Okay, that's fine. But with this point about viewership, right? Yeah. Like, like let's bring it to the Spielberg case or something like that. Okay. Is the viewer making an ethical, an ethically charged decision by watching Schindler's List? I think, uh, no, not by choosing to watch it. But I think, I think with the what Funny Games would suggest would suggest or encourage is that the viewer remain aware of the fact that they are getting off on uh, you know this uh, concentration camp or like they're like that the yeah. like the audience should isn't and should become aware of the fact that they are getting off on the Holocaust and like consider that uh, as an ethical choice. What if one is able to both? consider that i don't know about that final point you made like consider that an ethical choice i guess because now you're just putting the 
Now you're saying yeah, it's not an ethically charged thing, can, but it is something we should put on the viewer to consider as ethical. Well, I'm not saying like, it's that's just yeah. that's like kind of it's skirting not, the issue. It's not bit. clear to me if it's ethically charged or not. It certainly feels that way. But I'll, I'll go on the, the 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 easier statement or the easier claim to make. The lower claim would be that the audience should become aware. Isn't aware is the charge, and like the sure. didactic would be should become aware of the fact that they're getting off on the Holocaust. Yeah, that's that's what right. I was gonna say um, earlier. Was that it seems that the film that the the main point is once again the rape the audience into autonomy, whatever. Yeah. Well, Hanukkah says it's to make the audience member aware uh of their own viewership or something and aware of the how horrible the violence they're watching really is or something and have it really like affect them yeah um become more sensitive or something like that yeah and that i mean that seems like laudable and good i just it just seems like now that i've had that thought or had that epiphany it doesn't like preclude enjoyment from those movies like i could go to a horror movie and still enjoy it even understanding this and having seen funny games and so am i like in the wrong for doing no, that i don't think I don't, so i think I, it don't de- know. I think it just depends I, think, I don't i don't i don't necessarily think so i think that it's more it's more about like where you hold like in your own view like um i don't know i think i think it's more so it, it's less so it's less so um what do you choose to view and um just that like being more aware of the like your own sensitivity to these things and when you're being manipulated is like generally a good thing or something like that i don't know i think there probably is like a stronger claim to be made but I don't think that it necessarily yeah. makes it so. Yeah. I mean, if you're to become more aware of your own like viewership and to have a view on like what film is um, better or good, you know, like you like a more, it's like, why do you like a more blah, blah, blah. I mean, um, and to like strive for, I don't know, just want for better art or something like that. I don't know. I think it's more about that yeah. and less so it's less so about yeah. like, what you watch and feeling like it's less about it's less a point like someone might make about like violent video games causing violence or something like that you know like it's like it's more so about your stance on I think art that in general autonomy. or something i i, I want to say it's actually extremely similar to the violent video games point but that's the director's side yeah that's not the viewer's yeah. side the viewer the viewer argument is not the violent video game argument necessarily but the director's side is very similar to the argument about violence in, in, video, in video games insofar as it shapes a population over time and changes us as subjects um, and what what things we should be conscious of or allow ourselves to change the world into. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, you know, saying but, it like but, that is a lot less shallow than the way I was imagining the argument, but... Yeah, yeah no. Um, uh, but the viewer side, yeah, well... They're, they're all different arguments and they're not very related. The other point, the other thing I brought up a while ago with the dog and killing it, I do still stand by that being a pertinent thing um, in terms of the reality discussion, but that's a different, that's not like violence as a whole. That's just, that I, but that's a different case point. Um, what was I going to say? Um, that 
yeah as far as what art you want to be made i mean i mean i'm totally for that like it'd be good for a population to be aware of the fact that what they watch encourages what gets made in the future right um and i think that it's like basically just good to have a population understand that but it doesn't seem like you know if i go if i want to watch you know john wick like for the fun situation it is it's not like i'm saying i don't also want great art to be made you know like so i'm gonna go watch john wick and enjoy it for what it is but i'm also interested in great art being made you know Ten tenant for that um, matter tenant yeah, I, yeah. Tenet, troy love tenant love tenant yeah. fucking awesome okay i think i think i might have muddied the waters a bit with like my original strong and schizo claims about the reality that of your fault the, the film itself, dies. which i stand by but i will you know i get that it's a bit schizo and i can't exactly defend <laughs> it you know i believe it i'm not gonna let you know it's real but uh film is real reality um no yeah i think i think i think it's about autonomy i mean we're hammering it home but not but not just about what you choose to watch or what you don't but more about uh remaining remaining an independent mind and an independent viewer and like a real you know a, a viewer that is aware of of the interactions going on between you and the film that's i mean on one hand i'm with that but on the other hand when you watch a movie you should immerse yourself in it and lose yourself in it to to a large you know to yes. a massive degree yeah so think about the way like you do in real life remain aware of the way reality is working upon you so i'm not saying like you you watch it and you say oh that's a device that's a plot point this is fake movie right it's like no this is real right okay forget the real thing i don't want to call it the real thing right but this is what i think this is how i try and interface with film is i try and take it to be as real as possible right but remain aware in the same way you do in your own life right you don't like view the movie as a movie you view it as reality and remain aware of yourself in relationship to it uh yeah i just don't know what that really like after watching funny games for instance if we had never mentioned schindler's list okay if because if, yeah. we've we're the only ones who've ever brought that up i mean hanukkah did in the past but i mean like it's only through these discussions yeah, outside that I've of the considered film. schindler right yeah um and outside of my realm of awareness besides the podcast besides hanukkah right like so blank slate I've never heard of Schindler's List, okay? Imagine that. Okay. And have you heard of the Holocaust? I've seen I've heard of the Holocaust. A lot of people died. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> uh, but the uh what was I gonna say? But my enjoyment of Schindler's List, the movie, I don't think would be significantly influenced by my having watched funny games. Now maybe i that's not for you to that's a personal maybe, failing i think that it that quality did not come through the film and has only come through discussions about it now i will say that funny games you know made me feel terrible and i i could have picked up on some of the meta commentary right and some some of that but it wouldn't have like partitioned my life in such a way that it's like here's violent here's violent hollywood cinema before funny games and here's violent cinema after it in steven's life you know yeah. and now i'm gonna have a radically different approach to these films like well, no i don't think that i like gained a semblance of autonomy from it maybe a viewer could but i don't think 
I gained that. Yeah, from I mean, it. I was gonna say a, tra- a transferable I mean, autonomy. I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Uh, I mean, not as radical a uh, gaining of autonomy as someone who, like, literally just sits at home and watches like horror movies all day and just like, you know, just dead staring at the screen, and then all of a sudden they God. watch funny games, then suddenly they're like uh serious uh, yeah, about life or yeah. something like that but yeah. but i mean i because i was already i was already watching but that can happen by the <coughs> yeah, way yeah no that just i just want to point yeah you know what yeah. i mean like that can ha- that happens with yeah art. but yeah go on, but sorry. i was just going to point out that um for me uh no i mean this certainly made me much more uh like when i had first watched it made my made me much more like sensitive to the um to like being i don't know just being aware of what i'm watching and like, I don't know, it's made me like after like sitting on it and stuff, like it's made me understand like certain people in my life who they go and watch films that I used to not be able to take seriously because I was thinking like, this is so funny that they really think that they can like manipulate me like this or whatever. Ha ha ha. Um, and they're like intensely disturbed by it because they take it seriously, you know, like with like A Quiet Place mm-hmm. 2 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing yeah. is like, I mean, I watched A Quiet Place 2. And like, I don't know, I was, I, the whole baby situation I was talking about, I was like pretty seriously disturbed by that. And I could see there being like a point, um, in my life when I could have watched it and just been like, this is like stupid. Like, I can't believe they're trying to hold this over my head. These characters suck or something like that. But I don't know. It really, it like bugged me. And like, I don't know if that's necessarily consequence of watching funny games necessarily, but I do know that like. Uh, I, I at least I know that I did become like well I can't point at a particular like situation or direct consequence um, that's like very black and white. I at least like know that like funny games definitely contributed to to my my like sensitivity Iconic or something like that and autonomy when watching a film in general. Isn't but Troy was mentioning before about how when you're watching Schindler's List. And you do feel this engagement, like, oh my God, there was it going to be this this thrill that this is actually a problem, yeah. that this is actually a cheap well, I think, thrill. Yeah. And sorry, yeah. let, let me let me re re say or like be a little more particular. <clears throat> so like with the the Quiet Place Two thing, it wasn't so much. Um, I mean, it's like the same thing with like funny games, whereas like you see that it's a manipulation and you're still disturbed by it um whereas like with this it was like i was uh like as like hanukkah says with the the schindler's list thing it's like i don't know i felt disgusted that they were trying to do this like i felt i felt gross coming out of the film not so much because i was like i mean i wasn't i wasn't so much relieved that the baby ended up being okay or didn't like suffocate as much as i just felt so grossed out that they that I had like been subjected to that or something like that. And I think that that, mm-hmm. that is, seems to me to be the goal of funny games in some sense is that the autonomy is to become aware that you are being like manipulated for the purpose of, it's something like getting the uh, viewer to become aware of the what the supposed ends of the creating of tension might be. And like, is this deserved? Should I be being subjected to this something like that um yeah yeah Yeah, and i think it i think 
I think it gets you. I think it's like revealing and not just like points out a problem, but like points in a direction of, you know, it's not just, you know, it's not just bad, right? It, 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 there's like a redemptive possibility. I pose to you, there is one moment in the film where the audience, you, feels good. I think there's only, it only takes place once where you feel good and substantially different from the entire film surrounding this moment. What? When the, the movie was over. <laughs> oh no, that's so mean. I actually want like the, I want. The I, very you watch the American version. You watch the O seven American version. Just, the, yeah, um, the, very, the very beginning. Is this is the the very beginning? Is that am I right about no, that? No, no. Why would you okay. feel good in the beginning? Because there's like no, happy family. The Whoa, Guess, it's tense. It's, it's tense. Very it's tense from the beginning. It's like, it's like everything well, is super conventional okay. thriller genre. Is this, hold on. Is this is this O seven? Because like I no, it's I all the same. You, yeah, yeah, I didn't look it up. No, I didn't know I was watching a thriller. I saw. No, but it's the still happy family. They didn't seem very happy. They're tired about yeah, the music, they're but they're music not like and clapping they play, yeah. and having fun. They're like, nope, you're wrong. It's not that. This right. will, it will help. <laughs> nope, it's not that song. Right. It'll help me like, make oh, my point a lot uh, better if you actually whatever, guess dude, subjective whatever experience. If I say what it that is, then was... it's like more manufactured, you know? Because my <clears> argument is that it worked on you. Troy, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when. Wait, what was the good moment? I don't know when the good moment was. Okay, fine. But then you have to confirm. Uh, the, the, okay, I'll confirm. The, I'll can. I'll be the, totally wait, honest. I'll, I'll say. I'll, I'll say a guess. Uh, I mean, I felt pretty good when the. Yeah, I never felt good. Never mind. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hopefully you weren't bored during this period of time. But when the mother grabs the shotgun and shoots the oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, oh, of course. Right. right. Of course. Right. This right. is and like the, and this is right. Yeah. But this is right. like right. this is so Absolutely. big. For a lot of reasons. One, it's the only time violence is seen on screen. Okay? All you ever okay. see otherwise is the effects of violence or leading up to violence or some kind of psychological well, if thing. You, if, you don't, if you don't consider like binding and getting... Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Walking, yeah, the, pressing on his leg we this, see on this screen. This moment is extremely distinct in that you literally see a guy get totally destroyed by a shotgun. Up close, blood. Yeah, and he like flies you see back the act like of violence. It's not the only time... It's not the only case of violence though. I you just see, want to okay, say. Yeah, but keep binding going is argument violent. is good. Okay, just keep right. going on. So other, far I'm on fire. So far I'm on fire. Yeah, go with the other points. What do you say? Other points. Is that why you get so excited? Are you so, right? You have this moment of triumph mm -hmm. of, right. yes, and you feel good. Something good is happening. It's a totally distinct no. feeling in the film. It is not because this is the only time in the film you get to see someone actually get hurt. Like, uh, you know, you see the action itself, right? It is because for the only time in the movie, there's a story. There's, there's something. There's, there's the, you know, this woman, there's, there's some kind of redemption. She fights back. There's a fight. There's something, right? There is something other than just violence. Just it's the only time. I mean, I well, I don't know about this story point. I do. There's it story. Is, there's story. No, it, it she's clearly gonna win. is a moment she might of something. vengeance. The, 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 the story no. is changing. Wait, the time it's not doom time. and gloom. Something might happen other than just violence. You're. I'm with you like 20% of the way or something. Like, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely, this. Was I am a fun excited. Moment. Don't. How are you not persuaded by that? Ab absolutely, I'm, it was a fun moment, and she clearly. It's a moment of vengeance, and we, as the viewer, who hate these two fuckers, mm -hmm. we finally get this fun, vengeful mm -hmm. moment, right? This revenge moment. Mm -hmm. But I'm at no. I'm not feeling optimistic, and I don't think that much of an. What do you mean? There's no story. This is the story that's been building the whole time. 
What do you mean that now no. there's a story? She's literally been resisting them the whole time. Yeah, yeah, but now something has changed. I'm saying, I'm yeah. positing but, that this is the only point in the film, other than the beginning where violence is basically absent. Right, where she has efficacy. She's powerful. Where, where she just, gets to do something. Where the way you feel isn't just a function of person, aggressor, violence. Like, like... Just the whole thriller genre, like the whole time, right? It's the lever of violence to make you yeah. feel this way, make you feel this way, and stress and suspense, and all of it is always just victim, violence doer, and what you don't want to happen is the violence, right? That is like the entire film, and this moment is distinct in my mind in that something else is taking place. You've got, you know, okay, I get, yeah, yeah, there, there's a story, right? This person of oppressor, uh, whatever, violence, that's a story, you know. And some well, it's literally a trope in every thriller that yeah, this yeah, happens. Yeah. I'm just saying something yeah. new happens. It changes direction. There's a glimmer of hope. Things might change. They might get out of it. In, in a sense, a nothing has changed. And in my mind, it's actually reaffirmed the trope nature of the situation mm -hmm. in that, the oh, the, fe the feminine character, she has this moment where she stabs the villain in the back. Oh, my gosh. That happens mm -hmm. in, like, every slasher and thriller. Mm -hmm. And the fun part is that it's subverted. And, I mean, that tension has been growing the whole time. I don't... I don't know. I, I don't get this first moment. I mean, Wait, it I is mean, the first moment where she has yeah. power. I'm not saying it's the first time know. the film steps outside of the trope. I'm saying it's the first time that you have a good moment. Like, something good happened. Okay, but what is your point after that? Like, it, like I agree that it was the, yeah, that's the my only... Point. That was the first right. point, right. That, that was the first, first line of what you said, and point, I agree with right? that. Like you you're, have, saying, yes. you're saying something else about the yeah, story thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the, the point, yeah the point Why is, is it significant? It is significant because, obviously, it gets rewound, right? Right. And this is yeah. that yeah. much more crushing because it wouldn't be so sad if, like... I don't know, some violence got like, like he, you know, hits him in the knee and then it's rewound. You'd be like, you know, it well, that's be so not a subversion. Obviously, huh? this is why it's a subversion. Yeah, it's like, so devastating. It's so devastating. I mean, it's the same as the knife scene. It's the same with the knife scene. It's like the same thing going on where you get to see the knife early on yeah. and then you see her cutting with it. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see. I'm saying what is so devastating about what is so particularly devastating about the rewind is that yeah. you lose out on the one sort of good story moment right okay forget the word story why do you keep saying story i don't get because, that because, I, because it is a good moment but it's it, like it's, it's just, like it's just it's just it's just it's in line story. with the whole story that's been progressed well, go, go, just go, go, call go, go, it go. good you get you you get robbed of basically the first and only good moment of goodness yeah. right where yeah, you feel good right? right you feel triumph you feel whatever right yeah, you get robbed yeah. of the only goodness yeah. And it gets replaced with violence. And this is just to, like, I think, draw attention to the fact that, like, the most devastating moment for the viewer is when they lose out on the only good thing and it draws attention to what was that good thing and in contrast to everything else. Violence on the screen? Is that... Violence on the screen. So I'm just saying, like, it's not just... Right? It'd be a different movie if things like this didn't happen. It'd be a different movie if literally it was just... Home invasion, yeah. <laughs> and they just torture the people, well, and that goes on until they're dead, right? No, like, some it, things would remain the same, wait, wait, but I'm just wait. saying that I, there is... Attention is drawn to the positive yeah. possibilities. Yeah, I'm... I think you're right there. The thing is, is I think the film would remain the same thing 
but to accomplish its effect, mu effect much worse. As in, this was a very powerful and good subversion and awesome work, awesome to incorporate, and really hammered at home what's going on with the whole film, the whole idea. Mm -hmm. But you get rid of that and you have them continue to get tortured. It is still the same thing. It's just playing with different emotions to achieve that. This this thing you're talking about, this like, oh, robbing it of from you or something like mm -hmm. that, that is like just like an emotional playing with you, you know? Um, and not integral to the whole effect of the film because the whole film's trying to do that in general. I'm, the whole At every point, mm, the film's trying to do that, yeah. I'm saying, I think this is the pinnacle and by far the pinnacle of the audience's autonomy when watching the film. And it's, it, it's doing its best to draw your attention to like make you feel very strongly a certain way, immediately inject a ton of distance between you and the film such that you can reflect on why do I feel this way, right? It's trying to like create the most autonomous moment the viewer can have in like reflecting on why they feel how they do, what is going on, this type of yeah. thing. And I'm just saying that's the main thing. Yeah, is I, that this is like the crescendo of audience autonomy and this is like I think – the didactic like this is how one should be in some sense yeah, i agree because and, it, and i'm just pointing out that there's a positive thing too like it's not just don't like this is bad look at me i tricked you into doing something bad it's like when you felt the worst was when uh i took away the good thing and like you know good is identified yeah i mean it makes it makes the audience most aware of the the film as something that can be manipulated um by whoever and that like because before you have like these uh fourth wall breaking moments uh but the the everything else continues seamlessly directly after um whereas this it's like it's like yeah even when the it just reveals that the power dynamic that you have become invested in with these um these two guys having control over the family uh, that not even that is totally like the film is not bound it, its ability it's uh the lengths to which like the film will go to manipulate you isn't even contingent on you believing these guys have control or something like that that like the film is going to continue to i mean yeah it put it is the film's going to continue to manip manipulate you regardless so yeah i mean it creates like this but yeah i agree that it, it's definitely significant that it happens um on the only uh part where you're like hell yeah and then it takes it away from you um yeah i mean i think yeah that like steven said the film still works um without it in a lot of ways i think that this point is so um i mean yeah it is it is the climax of as far as the point yeah, is a concerned great, great christian yeah. yeah yeah and it's trying to get like it it, it i mean Maybe it's obvious, but just to point it out, like, right, it wants the audience, it, it, it puts the audience in a state of desiring autonomy quite strongly because, right, all of this, right, these, the two invaders are basically the director, right, or something, right, they control the film and they constantly tell the, you to your face that they're doing this for you, like, this is what you want, right? Like, oh, why isn't the plot going this way? Oh, well, you know, we need more entertainment, right? We need to hurt and these people more, right? This is what you want, right, audience, right? And it's, 
like it not only do you obviously not want that to happen but like this moment puts you at the the peak of that right it, it's trying to like you know make you say no i don't want this yeah right yeah, okay and draw like attention to the fact that, that that's true something like what and like this is what frustrated me the most when i was watching it is it, this came clear to me most during the knife scene at the very end and it reminded me of that famous uh thing that people say it's like if you show a gun in the first act then it better be used or yeah i don't know who the hell said it <clears throat> and obviously this is a subversion of that as a, and then hanukkah you know he constructs a fourth wall and he breaks through it and he puts his face through it and he says oh you would sure would like this to happen <laughs> wouldn't you haha <laughs> and then he throws it in the ocean and he says oh how do you feel about that viewer it's like and then i'm just like i don't know i would i have liked to happen i guess like, what's the problem with that what? No, no, he, that's the good, no, my point is that that's, to bring attention to the fact that that's what you want is the good thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to hit you in the face just to uh, prove that you don't like being hit in the face. Uh, yeah. But I think that kind of is the point because I think it, you know, unlike being hit in the face, you know, being, being just like getting cheap thrills from violence, like that other people just push the lever and make you feel all these sorts of ways and like trick you into like, oh, this movie's so awesome, right? But it's really just like, oh, epic plot device, baby doesn't get oxygen, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, but I, th I think but I think like the shotgun and rewind, right? It's another point where you, like you become radically more autonomous than at other times. And that autonomy uh, takes the form of, I wish this other thing would happen. Yeah, I, think, I wish I wish there was this possible redemption. So, I wish that there was this thing, you know. It doesn't even give you like she kind of gets the knife and hides it, and then they catch her, you know. It's just yeah. like, oh look, that thank you. That feeling <laughs> permeates the whole time, though. That feeling of wanting something else to happen, right? Like the mm. first moment he walks into the door, the fat one, you're like, you just want it, you want the situation to be handled differently, you know, and you want the father to kick them out, and you want. Like mm -hmm. something to fucking like happen such that you want them to drive away. You want when they like leave or something like yeah. that, you're thinking like, why can't they just drive away and get out of here? And why is you want her to not uh, at the boat the first time she's interacting like like you want to, her to like call out for help and say, yeah, look, this they're holding my husband yeah. hostage. Yeah, yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this whole autonomy thing, I do agree that the gunshot is mm -hmm. a very you, what you've explained uh so thoroughly yeah. is you. is the <laughs> so is like is like the the powerful the powerful tool toolkit being used like this was mm -hmm. a perfect moment of this mm -hmm. but that this is going on the whole time this whole autonomy thing right? yeah but what's distinct is the distance between you and the the film object it's like the like, most meta moment because like, like like any film yeah, yeah. but it, it it places you in a type of like uh it's different in that, like, when you watch any thriller movie, you're always thinking of what you want to happen, or I hope that happens, or I'm happy that happens, right? Um, uh, well, not in the same way with this, right? Not in the same way exactly with this, but yeah, that's my point, is it is different in that um, the viewer is posited as being the only person who can actually uh, do something. Like, it's, it's thrown in your face over and over again that it'll make you excited, 
oh, she's she's trying to flag down a car. Is that the car? Is that not the car? As if it's obviously it's not the car. Obviously the car she flags down is the bad guys, you know? Like obviously she, you know, she takes the knife. No, you're not getting anywhere with that. You know, oh, you kill you know. Um it 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 is different in that it is like trying to hammer the it there's a ton of distance between the viewer and the film and the viewer is like uh reminded over and over again that they are the only person who can uh that can that can change the trajectory of this story by uh stopping it you know i guess i'm just saying it's distinct from other films where you might experience this feeling in that you believe in the film as like uh you know having basically good story elements where but, there are moments of redemption or there's a fight or there's a this so or there's then, a that so then would this mean like that the problem is when watching schindler's list mm -hmm. that you are then invested but then you like don't know why right yeah the, the the analogy or like the comparison would be the shotgun moment and the shower moment whereas right. in the shotgun moment Right, you are at peak autonomy and self-awareness as to what is going on in the film, why you feel the way you do, what you desire and what you don't desire. Whereas I think the Schindler's List would be a, a your like you should feel the same way when watching the Schindler's List. When I think the accusation is that the audience doesn't, the audience is just captivated or captive uh, to like the things being done, the work being done on them. And that's the problem. But that's but so no no no. So look, on the one hand, obviously it's 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 a very awesome idea. But but if we want to think about like if you're watching a film and you don't like where it's headed, you know you're a little fucker if you pause the movie and like walk away and never watch it again. Like if <laughs> yeah. that, if like like that's obviously an evil thing to do, right? Yeah. And I say evil loosely, you know. But yeah. like yeah, like like. But that's what is that the prescriptive thing? Like that's not good. No, like, no, I think it's no, just the, no, and no, the, the viewer doesn't have autonomy in that way. Like one should feel obligated to watch the film regardless of how bad it is or like where it's going. I think um, in terms of giving themselves up to the film and the art. So yeah. like, so like, With your you know, so like you saying you're saving people like by yeah. not watching the film. Different point, like but yeah. that to me. Well, no, no, no. So like that to me is like. You know, should should one like another way you could have saved them is just like skipping around, which is what you did, right? Like, like, like the, but these like fundamentally ruin the film. You know, like yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm totally on board with this. I don't think the prescription is to not watch something. I think this is a separate point that my I want it. Like, well, what is, is the my, autonomy? What is, is my, autonomy? And if you're not thinking, no, the autonomy no, no, is and of wait, a mind. Time out, time out. A different thing. No, but in when you're watching a movie. You don't want autonomy, no matter what, because the, this autonomy is totally fake. Like the whole point of watching the movie is to subject yourself captive to a screen and to whatever. You can be as aware of things as you want, but if you're sitting there, you know, having conscious thoughts about the movie, mm -hmm. too many of them, you're clearly going to be like detached from the movie and not feeling it a certain way, right? If you if you that, think about it in good. terms of a movie and not reality. Because I think you can, I think you can come to the table the same way you do with your actual life. Uh, I I don't know how that's pertinent right now. 
I don't get what you're saying because if I'm watching Schindler's List, yeah, and I'm and I'm thinking about the ways in which it's manipulating me, I'm doing a disservice to Schindler's List. I'm supposed to let it manipulate me and then assess mm. after the fact that it was a problem for these reasons. But during that whole process, I was captive to the screen, and I think that's yeah. fine and that's good. Yeah, I'm saying. When you say if I when I if I think about how Schindler's List is manipulating me, you're doing a disservice to Schindler's List. I think that's right, right? Because the idea is like you're thinking about the methods and devices of the director in the film, right? Whereas imagine you know you're in some I don't know crazy interpersonal situation in real life, right? You both uh, you both are affected by the situation and are simultaneously like understanding the situation and the way you're interacting with it, right? Uh, say that again. What are you saying? You have some interpersonal real life situation that is emotional, say, right? Yeah. yeah. You're there. You know, she's breaking up with you, right? Yeah. You're felt, right? You have given yourself to the situation because it's literally reality, right? Yeah. You're, right. You're in, in it. it. But you right. also understand it. You understand why what's happening is making you feel the way it is. And you understand the nature of the situation, the dynamics and all this stuff, right? I mean... What do we mean by understanding? I mean, you kind of you're feeling lots of things, but yeah. you're but you understand well, you're feeling and you're thinking and you you you, 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 well, I'm you probably don't know like mm -hmm. why you're feeling a certain way. I know. Well, I think you totally you're do. Probably not. You what, totally do. What do you mean by why? Like how much mm -hmm. of why? What do you mean? Well, you, like, I mean, just from what you can see and what you're experiencing. She's breaking up with me. Oh my god, this is you know. But uh, I mean, it's not all verbal, okay. If but. it's if it's that if it's to that extent, that's fine. But that's different than like. Uh, like like understanding why I feel bad or something like that. I don't know the word understand. I don't. I just sorry. I was getting bogged down in language. What do you? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Understanding is gonna be a, a loose term. Yeah. Go, wait, is it? But you want me to tighten it or something? No. Or no, just no. talk about it. I, I think I get what you mean. You're you're in a situation. Yeah. It's emotionally charged. You're living it. Yes. Right. You, you're and your whole life experience is coming into play in terms of. How you're interacting with this moment? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. You understand all the movies about the moment. you've seen before yeah. are also influencing you when you're watching Schindler's List. Like, even if you're not consciously aware, you can be what influenced by these other things in the past. And so, when you're in the moment of Schindler's List, no, no, no. I still don't get the. I still I'm don't saying get what you should bring to the table is the same you bring to consciously? real life. Oh, like wait, but but. I'm saying when, when, when you I, when you think when you when you're in it, I'm saying you are self-aware of the way you are interacting with reality when you're interacting with reality, right? You understand. You understand. You, you, it's not like you're like psychoanalyzing the situation or you know verbalizing yeah, everything that's going right. on. But I'm saying like you understand your relationship to the situation. You want you know you know this type of thing, right? But I'm saying yeah, but when but you watch but when you watch a film. It's different, right? You're like, like in order to try and do that same thing, you know, one might think about, right? Oh, Schindler's List, the film, the director is manipulating me in, by presenting me with this stimuli and blah 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 blah. Right. And, and this you is don't want that. But this is something you right. would never do in real life, right? Because it's real. Right. Right. I'm saying, both personally and perhaps with the 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 this type of autonomy, is you should bring this to the film. You should you should interact with the film as if it were reality, and and bring yeah. that autonomy with you. No, but I don't know about this autonomy thing. 
autonomy know. as in just really understanding because like yourself I, in relationship I, no, to the no, object. No, no. so like when i'm interacting like the breakup situation most things in real life you actually have some level of autonomy in a film situation you're literally yeah. captive i mean That's cognitive point. cognitive autonomy i don't really know what you mean by that if we're not mm-hmm. and if it's not entering the level of the conscious mm-hmm. i don't understand what you mean by autonomy because to me if it's not entering the realm of the conscious which is what you don't want. That would be like mm-hmm. analyzing the film in a very particular kind of way we don't like. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not entering the realm of the conscious, then it's in the unconscious. If it's in the unconscious, like you're not in control of that. You're no. you're you're just you're just a plaything for it, right? No, it can be in the conscious. It just it, it's thought of not as the film, but as reality. And like um, what you the oh, I had such a good thing to say and I just forgot it. Oh, that sucks. It was it was like the crux. I don't know if it was the crux, but it was in response to what you just said. Autonomy. Where's the autonomy? Cognitive autonomy. The opposite of like the real life analogy to a lack of autonomy would be like getting scared, you know, like like a jump scare or something. You know, maybe this is maybe uh, not thought out well enough, but in most in most situations, you understand both the situation and yourself and the interactions between it, right? And I'm not saying, uh, I, I think in real life, right, it's it's a lot of unconscious, it's a lot of conscious, right? It's both these things. And I'm saying one can bring that to the film, but not if when you think about the stimuli, you think about it in terms of the choices someone else has made. Uh, what do you mean, what's the last statement mean? I'm saying like when you interact with some real life situation, right? You understand yourself, the situation, and how both are interacting and making you feel etc right but you don't think that there is a third layer of ultimate control right like a director right you don't say like god you don't say hmm i noticed that god has made this woman break up with me and it's making me feel bad you know Mm -hmm. because that would make it seem superficial it's like no this girl's breaking up with you right Mm -hmm. i'm saying you should approach film the same way not like you don't think about the film as the object, but the film as reality, and you just understand yourself in relationship to it and like the interactions. So you'd say, Oh, this is so terrible. Like this Holocaust is uh, giving yeah. me thrills, you know? Like this is how I'm feeling. And I think just uh, maybe this but, isn't like a point so much to you as maybe like uh, Hanukkah's conception of like the general American audience, but. But I thought that was bad. <laughs> I thought. No, which I thought the I thought the viewer mm-hmm. was supposed to be aware. The viewer is aware. That's what I'm saying. The viewer ought to be uh, aware. I'll, I'll be I'll be aware of how they're being manipulated. But then you're saying like, oh, you should be treating it as if you're like you're super in it and it's actually happening. Yeah, when you're act when things are actually happening, you're aware of how it's interacting with you. No, but you're not aware of like how you're being manipulated. No, mani- how, yeah, like, yeah, but no, manipulate. Yeah, yeah. God is using. Yeah, manipulated. Yeah, the problem with the word manipulated, I suppose, in this case, is that it, it, it supposes like an author or a manipulator. Mm-hmm. So you would just say reality. How reality is, uh, you know, influencing you. How about that? Influence. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not totally sure. I, you know... Like I said, after watching Funny Games and and after watching, you know, lots of Hanukkah's works now, you know, if I go watch Schindler's List or some other film, I mean, and just talking about it, you know, 
these conversations, mostly the conversations surrounding it rather than the films themselves, but maybe I could have gleaned them from the films themselves if I, you know, didn't have conversations in there. But like, uh, it'll enter like conscious awareness, I suppose, like literally conscious awareness as I'm watching a film, you know, some big budget film, I'll literally think about our conversation about Hanukkah, right? I don't know if that's good necessarily, but I think it'll probably happen. If I ever go watch another horror film, I'm probably going to think about the fact that we've had these conversations. Uh, I don't know. And then like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I still don't really know uh, the point. Um, I don't disagree. I don't know. I don't know to disagree with it or not. I don't know. I, I, I think, I, but I do think what Hanukkah's message is in general is worth considering and is valuable. Like I, I do think that. I just don't know about any of the things that come after that, you know, um, about the how to be autonomous as a viewer and things like that. Um, that's all. So, and to make one thing clear to all those listening, I, uh, I would never suggest that you bring anything other than your all to a movie. Give yourself to it. Because it's literally real. <laughs> um, yeah, we're kind of close to the time mark it's a shame i think we should give some lip service not just to like the based ideas but to how like i don't in my mind how really well done the movie is how incredible the performances are that's for the 97 crowd. yeah i mean we didn't we um, didn't i'm a, I'm yeah. a little bummed i'm a little bummed we didn't, we didn't i think the i think the performances are good in the 2007 and i they are really like the and i like the 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 mother in Naomi the Watts, version. Naomi Watts. She was very beautiful. She looked exactly like Listen. the trad Wojak. Woman. Yeah, she's very you different. Know? The wife is very different in the very oh, different. No. That I just noticed Listen, that. I I while I am glad that we did discuss uh, kind of what the film was made to have the viewer discuss. I am a little bummed we didn't get to talk about like. Oh my God! When this happened, that was crazy, and it did this and this, and I loved how this looked and blah blah blah. Because that stuff is all like I don't know. It's so the the film like what I find remarkable about the film is that it can convince me of the uh, like well one thing that I find remarkable is not just the argument that it's making, but that it can convince me of it because it's so well made and like there's particular shots and moments and things. And like I said, like the last shot, I find like pretty horrifying in a really unique way and and i feel like there's tons of stuff like that that i i don't know i would have liked to talk about more but well yeah the german actress's acting was crazy good so good god tier uh, so good i mean on a little bit about like because there was so much of a meta or narrative within it that it actually did distance me so much from my emotions and you can say 2007 very funny which is why i should have which is why i should have before this podcast just watched the 97 version just to silence all claims but (laughs) um but like i just kept like you know i just kept rolling my eyes like okay right i get it hanukkah i see what you're going with this right this is about the the film this is about entertainment this is about whatever and I you know, and there was so much heavy-handed uh, symbolism that he's putting through. It was, it was like it really made it so disengaging. It was sort of like, all right, I 
it, it almost felt like he was like trying to talk to me and like tell me like a trying to tell me a uh like a give me a lecture about about entertainment and i just and i was just couldn't i wasn't i wasn't really having it two things to john I don't know, man. I feel like more often with this podcast, I'm disappointed that we didn't get into the meat and potatoes and it was too much like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, and like, I feel that, like we never actually get to no, what no, is no, going no, on. No, 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 This is but, not what But I'm I agree. I, but I am, I think I agree with your point about what is particularly impressive about this film is its persuasiveness, is its like, its, its emotional power. Yeah. That like really is like the thrust of the argument. Or, or, or serves like a crux to the argument. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not to say like the, okay, the way I worded it was bad, but like, um, I don't know. I think about like our, um, like our talk about a more as well as like Dogville or piano teacher. Like we still talked about particular, like, I don't know in this, we, I don't know. We didn't talk about very yeah. many scenes. Basically, just talked about the shotgun We just talked about scene. the shotgun scene. It was the only Basically, scene that yeah. we brought up. And then that, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, there are, there, yeah. there, like, we watched a film and we didn't watch the essay describing the film, you know? Like, I don't know, which not, I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that any of this discussion that we've had has been bad. Just, um, I don't know, when it comes to, like, film analysis, I'm interested in, like, how it's constructed, not just uh, on this, like, not just what yeah. they meant, but, like, how it's actually constructed, you, you yeah, know? Do you think talking about the prayer yeah. scene really quick would be fruitful? What? The what scene? The prayer do scene. Do we even have time? I mean, is... I want to know that it might be a, two it might hours be a bit and ten much. minutes. It might We're be a bit ten. much for how much time. I don't really right. even have a take about it unless I don't you have. Okay. A, I don't have a particularly compelling take other than like it's crazy. director as w- God. Okay, I wanted to say, broadly speaking, in our defense, the movie real not much happens in the movie. This yeah. is Detroit's claim about the story. There really aren't. Yeah. Like, there's really, we could talk about maybe like there's a total of like six standout scenes, and then the rest are just kind of like the the cruel tension you feel in between all of them and the things that get talked about you know and the ideas and and things like that but really there aren't like and i say six as a rough estimate you know like there's really very few scenes in the film yeah that's that's all fair um i think there's something to be said about like i mean if we're gonna talk about like uh where like how we did with the the shotgun thing or whatever we talked about that as being the different one yeah while while the other things we kind of said like oh it's just a string of all the same thing um i don't think that i don't think that they're all the same thing i think a lot of them serve very particular i mean they all serve very particular tropes and have different uh weights of of uh like how like hopefulness or whatever i don't know i think that the egg scene is hugely significant i feel because it's before any violence has happened and i feel like it's like still so So horribly uncomfortable and like absolutely and the long take that's true the long take the couple sort of coming together in that moment and all that stuff i just i just want to say like on the prayer scene which is the only thing i really found was notable which is that they only know two like they, they only know very small little prayers what's the word platitudes like prayers and things and they the they uh the villains oftentimes speak in little platitudes they say all the sort of cliche 
things that you might say where like, oh, you know, it's important to keep your manners. It's uh, don't get the carpet dirty. You know, very typical things um, that are all sort of based around like politeness and image of how it is that they are perceived by uh, on a very surface level. Um, and so they know these very surface level, very plain, very kind of lame uh, prayers, but ultimately short and clearly lost on any of the thing that they actually have internally going on. So there you go. All right. Um, I feel bad for not responding, but that's I, fine. Is we we gotta we gotta yeah, wrap it up, right? I mean, I don't know. Um. All right. There's concluding thoughts. I really like this movie. I do think, to John's point, we did a disservice. I think to some degree, our, our, the nature of the conversation reflects the film and that it's very idea-laden. But there is a lot of things that, like, when I'm thinking about a score and I want to place it, you know, in the, the world cinema stage, why I'm going to give it such a great score is going to have to do mostly with the nature of the film itself and not necessarily the idea it puts forth. I'm going with a four. Point oh. I don't know about whatever. The idea put forth is like the reason you're enjoying the film and the way it's affecting you yeah. is even pre-linguistically like tied to the idea, right? No, yeah, the idea is inseparable. I'm okay, just saying like okay, the idea yeah. would be nothing without the craft and the uniqueness of the film. Yeah, and like Yeah, that's true. Like Yeah. I couldn't make, I don't think I could yeah. do this, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it, it, that's, it's that's incredible true. in its persuasiveness of the idea and the idea is good and all that, and it's all entered. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll go 4.0, which makes me, cause I don't know if it's as good as like some big time hitters we've seen, but there's something must watch about it and not out of some, like the world needs to know this idea. Like, I think it is extremely well executed. So oh, that's me. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the, the 4.0 being the threshold for must-watch, I'm not sure if I've really been consistent on that at all, but um, trying to think if it meets that mark. No, I, I'd give it a, a 3.6, uh, but it's unfortunate because I do think the idea is worth knowing you know so i don't i don't like i'm just so i'm speaking more viscerally to the emotion and the effect that i had on me you know with the score uh it seems unrealistic to give it a must watch unless i'm considering the idea nature of it well how is it conversation it it evokes it's intertwined with the idea no uh no i think a lot of people won't actually like it's the conversation i've had and thought about it i think I think um, a lot of people should know this idea and not even watch the film in general. Like, that's totally fine. If I could pick uh, for a random fucker that is only watching shit films, right? Uh-huh. Like, if I could pick that they either watch this movie by themselves or that they have this idea under their toolkit, <laughs> I would t- I would want them to have the idea. Yeah, but this is just, kit. you just don't believe in the average viewer. Or it sounds like you're supposing yeah. someone. I mean, why would they? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. would they watch this instead of read? What's that book? Save the cat. You know what I'm referring to? 
that how to write screenplays book? No. Oh, okay. No, I think pretty, I've heard it's of it. Pretty famous. Right? It's a pretty famous no, one. No, I don't know, but but I think my point stands. I actually, I'm surprised by that. I think it's a useful point. I think that the movie wasn't like I did, I didn't turbo well, no, enjoy it. Not by the score, pretty, the viewer, the the this thing about the viewer, like that the the score has something to do with like an actual recommendation. No, no, no. I'm saying it doesn't. I'm well. You say must watch look quality. What do you mean by must watch for myself? Okay, then it certainly misses that for me. Okay. But, which, is, which is why I gave Wait, it no. under... Whatever which gives is you why the highest score. Under, <laughs> what did I say? 3.7? Did I say 3.7? Yeah, you're on... No, 3.6. Yeah, three, like 3.6. All right. I'm that's just gonna, totally fair. That's and fair. I, and I stand by that. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrogating you. I'm going to email the actress and say that you were giving her performance a 3.6, but... Dude, no. Her performance is a 6. <laughs> her performance was uh, so good I I, i'm sorry for for interfering no, you're with scoring you're good my turn or brody, john no brody okay. should go oh i should okay. go we don't want to end on a sad note yeah that's true true because i'm giving this a 2.0 i don't like meta-analysis i don't like stories about stories I think his point was I think his point was obvious and I after it I was so filled with rage I just but I couldn't talk about it because I had to save it and it was a good thing I slept before doing this podcast cuz otherwise I would have I would have gone crazy and spurged out I I want to um, sorry but I after the film I was so filled with rage I just took to a text notepad and just wrote for like 30 minutes about how much I hated Hanukkah. <laughs> just remember, just think about the piano teacher. Just <clears throat> I want, I, I'm sorry, but obviously, John. Hold on. Sorry, but yeah. obviously it's not a bad film. It's just, it, it really did, it really, no, hold on. I'm giving you my, just my personal experience, right? Like, obviously it's not bad. Obviously the ideas are something to be contended with. But it just, it just caught me at, uh, at a wrong time, you know? I just, uh, I'd, at this point in my life, I'd rather read a fable or something, uh-huh. you know, just something about more about the human experience, something like Stoner, where it isn't about, about what stories are or how entertainment affects you or something like this. Uh, I want to say that I think Brody's score would probably be way higher if we had not watched lots of other Hanukkah movies and yes. talked about it so much. Yes, I think you're absolutely correct. I think, I think, I, think I completely agree. Yeah, I think. But what, one thing I one thing I think is unfortunate is I actually think none of the movies have actually articulated this idea in the way that this movie articulated it, um, and that we've always this, been talking. The idea always, that, that the idea that has surrounded this podcast primarily, yes, but there are some other any any concept of art and and Spielberg and Schindler's List I think has been very like loosely ever mentioned or like mattered much in the films uh whereas in this one it's literally the whole film except that what i really dislike is this whole hanukkah stuff about well this he is showing you reality right and then obviously it's like okay well here's this whole thing it's like well are all films reality is fiction reality blah blah, blah. but it's like well he's trying to you know strip it away he's He's raw, man. It's like, ah, no, I don't care. <laughs> Not surprising coming from a just a movie type of guy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um Yeah, I wish you I wish you we should sorry, have it's, like it's, we should have kept it a secret somehow that this was a Hanukkah film. You would have loved it. 
uh yeah it would have been it's the just even by the way it was it's shot pretty... it was ridiculous oh yeah because it was it was so clearly hanukkah because i didn't She's know so until i was already watching it i didn't like i said i didn't look it up right like I just I would just start watching it and I'm like wait a second like this looks like a Hanukkah shot right and then lo and behold um I like this movie uh <laughs> I um I like to watch it like for reals again because uh, I kind of half-assed it this time but um yeah I mean I see it as being extremely unique and and uh and so extreme in in the way that it uh i don't know it's just like i feel like there's lots of there's lots of movies that like try to be super heady and conceptual in this and like they can sell you on the the like analytic part of what they're doing you know um like after the fact which i think i felt kind of that way somewhat with certain Hanukkah films but um with this one it's like I feel like especially the first time I watched it I was just so convinced of the kind of emotional realness of it and like I was super moved and uh felt I mean yeah the violence is just so horrible and it felt so uncomfortable blah 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 and then like when you have these meta moments and the breaking the fourth wall I was like pretty intensely disturbed I think overall uh, I'd probably give it, I don't know. I'd probably, uh, agree with Troy and give it something like a four. Um, yeah, good film. Point oh. Yeah, 4.0. Uh, yeah, good film. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I want to show this to people, like certain people, because I feel like it would do a better job of, uh, convincing them of like, uh how i don't know i feel like i feel like just because my emotional experience when watching this film was so intense especially the first time i find it hard to believe it's like this and like a couple trier films that i feel like would be like what i want to show people who i'm trying to convince like look how badly this can uh like fuck you up you know uh and then they can like take movies more seriously or something uh yeah i don't know just to, be, just, hmm? just to be clear, Troy accused me of being just a movie kind of guy. This yeah. is very not true. I respect all forms of storytelling very much. It's just a story kind of guy. No. Because, just a because, because, because I'm a, I'm a, it's no. literally because real kind of guy. Story, <laughs> because stories, stories are extremely important. It's just literally real kind of um, guy. No, yeah, John. I mean, a perfect, uh, great marriage of, of idea and feeling. Uh, if only there were a perfect film that's done that, like House of Jack Built or something, I don't know. And then also, I'm so sad about this Hanukkah, the way this Hanukkah things go. We're never going to get to Cache or White Ribbon. I mean, yeah, I don't think, I I would prefer if we watch something else. I... Oh, I'm not saying we should do it immediately, I'm just saying, uh... I want to watch... I worry for our future. I'm not that true. Yeah, well, I'm, okay. the only, I'm the only anti-Hanukkah guy here. That's true, right? but and I am and I am outnumbered. Yeah, I but think the, and everyone's important. And I think the the only reason Brody's anti-Hanukkah is because we've watched, we've talked yeah. about the idea. The one big problem is we've only had like two ideas associated with Hanukkah, like two distinct ideas, 
And we've talked about them in every Hanukkah film, except for Piano Teacher, because that one was more like about, you know, I brought, you know, I don't know. We talked about a couple other things. But, and then, uh, and Amor, we didn't really, I mean, I, we even then in Amor, we talked about this. But it, this is the one that I actually talked about it. This yeah. is the one that the idea actually mattered. Yeah. So one problem is that we've <laughs> conversed about this idea. Yeah. And so now it just feels stale, you know, or something like that. When it sucks, because that's lit. This movie did it so well. Yeah, I we should have started here, huh? <laughs> Maybe uh, not. We should Where did we not, start? We should have not piano teacher. Piano oh, yeah, that's a good choice. We, we should have not talked about this subject except for when it really felt pertinent. Yeah, but we didn't um, know. Instead of like shoehorning Hanukkah's like some blurb we've read about Hanukkah saying something or other uh-huh. in every Hanukkah episode. I don't know. It's it's yeah. created this like distorted version of Hanukkah philosophy. Or something like that. Well, we're at two thirty, longest episode dead. ever. Oh no! It's a boring yeah, one. Too. Boring one. No, this no is a pretty exciting like episode. I think I'd like to listen to this one. No jokes. Where's the jokes? That's true. This wasn't very I funny. I would have preferred. We need to watch a stupid movie. Those are the funny episodes. Which someone say a joke? Somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody give oh, us I a, made joke. a joke already. Oh, I already oh. made my joke. Oh, I'm, I made my I joke right it. at the beginning. <laughs> that was tough. <clears throat> No, you heard it. You laughed. Did I laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll you hear it again, again when you're when you yeah, you hear it again. All right, no nobody's gonna say anything. Okay, funny, so we're gonna we should we should sign off. Poo poo. Oh my god. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.